to it? What have you done to its eyes? He has his father's eyes. What are you talking about? Guy's eyes are normal. What have you done to him, you maniac? Satan is his father, not Guy. He came up from hell and begat a son of mortal woman. Hail Satan! Hail Satan! Satan is his father, and his name is Adrian. He shall overthrow the mighty and lay waste their temples. He shall redeem the despised and wreak vengeance in the name of the burned and the tortured. Hail Adrian! Hail Adrian! Hail Satan! Hail Satan! Listening to the Buzz Kill Podcast. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. It is episode 182. Welcome to the Buzz to Kill Podcast. We're on today's episode. The devil is in the diapers. <laughs> I think I just I say it the same every time now. Not that time was completely different. Was it? It it really was. I don't know. Like I, I don't I, know. sometimes you like a sometimes you give like a cool movie voice, and then today you're just like the devil's in the diapers. The devil <laughs> was in the diapers. Is that I'm my... proud of that name. I'm proud of that name. Okay, don't you give me <laughs> you are fucking proud of that I'm name. I'm so proud of it. <laughs> Mike and I are sitting here on our little Zoom meeting, and he's like, "I got a title for tonight's episode." The devil is in the diapers. <laughs> I thought it was fucking, clever. Had this smile on his face, like like a five year old who just wiped his own ass for the first time. I mean, it's a pretty proud moment, though. Yeah, right? It is a proud moment. I, I, we, I sh- you should have taken a screenshot, and I could have asked my parents if it was the same face I made when I wiped my ass <laughs> for the first time. That would have been awesome. Um, what's going on, guys? I'm Mike. I'm Jim. And uh, this is uh, this is a <laughs> what? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> It's like a uh, it's like it's like running up to a cliff and then nothing happens. I'm GM. You're always waiting for something after it and then nothing ever comes. Oh, yeah. Well, I I think we still have uh we have phantom limb syndrome with Jay still. I think is what it is. Yeah. You know, like we're still we're still waiting for for Jay and and he's just not there. We feel him <laughs> under the table, but he's just not there. He'll be back one of these days. Oh, you just so. Oh, whoa, you just got all robot-y and garbled. It's cool though. Oh, We're rolling it. with it. Yeah. Well, because well, only, only we can hear that. So it's because you're using your uh, your old phone, probably. I am using my old phone. If this gives me some issues, I'll switch when we uh, take a break here. But, that's all right. Um, that's all right. It's all yeah, good. You know, the camera quality um, is still. Is that still? A, that's not a 4K camera on that. It is not. I can see my camera though, kind of refocusing every now and then, yeah. whereas my other one doesn't do that, and it's a little bit distracting. But want, uh, hey, these people can't see that. So. I want my tripod back, by the way. No, I'm getting a lot of use out of it. I, it was seventeen dollars <laughs> on Amazon. Just buy your own. <laughs> All right, fine. I will. <laughs> I want it back. Uh, sp- speaking of speaking of deliveries, I got a fucking bone to pick with the Jets Pizza delivery driver. Okay, hit me with it. Okay, I'm going to. So I've told you this uh, over the last little bit. Um, I do. I have not eaten out at all in the last well, 12 years I have, I have not no no hey come on now i have not eaten i've not gotten fast food though in since this whole thing started because uh-huh. i'm paranoid and i think that people are grossly disgusting to begin with 
let alone when I have to worry about them washing their hands and everything else during a fucking sure, pandemic, sure, sure. right? So I've just not eaten out. I've just been I've been cooking my own food. I've actually lost like 14 pounds, which is absolutely insane. I have no idea. I think like you pointed out, I have a tapeworm. Yeah, I'm I think pretty you sure have that's a tapeworm. what's going on. I'm pretty sure. Um, Cause you've point been, is though, because you've been drinking a lot, so there's no. Haven't you been I've drinking? Been drinking a lot? I've been drinking a lot on on specific days. Oh. Not overall. It's just like there's a couple of like I'll go like a few days without drinking, and then like every now and then I'll just I'll just be like you know what I feel like being an alcoholic today, and I'll just like <laughs> although <laughs> I'll just although it's hard go straight through it. Although it's hard to keep drinking when your refrigerator keeps smashing all of your booze. Oh my god! Don't even. Okay, we'll get back to that. Yeah, we'll get back to that. So anyway. I uh, I got pizza delivered to my house today, right? First yep. time that I've had delivery since this whole thing started. I'm like, you know what? I'm craving some Jets pizza. If you don't have Jets pizza by you, I don't know if they're nationwide or not, mm-hmm. but Jets pizza has ranch that you could baptize babies in because it is the single greatest condiment ever made. Ooh, the holiest just, ranch in all the land. It, it's true. It is Seriously, delicious. It's, 100% true. Um, so I was craving it today. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to, I was driving home from work. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to order some pizza tonight. So I was expecting, I had my money waiting, you know, the, my tip money, and, and I had a, my own separate pen, so I didn't have to use theirs to sign. You know, I was, I was prepping myself for it. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, so I get a knock on my door about 25 minutes before my order was supposed to be here. I'm like, that's weird. I wonder if it's the lady across the way. Every, every now and then she'll knock on my door. And so I open the door, and here's the fucking delivery for guy what? at my what's door. The, what's the lady across the way knocking on the old door for? Well, I told you it hadn't been 12 years. Mm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, no. Uh, so I open the door though, and, and here's this this Jets delivery guy, no mask, no uh, gloves on, and he's like literally two feet away from my door where I'm standing within my six foot bubble, and I'm just like, what the fuck is this Son guy doing? Like, bitch. like you're supposed to ring the fucking door on the outside, and apparently somebody let him in or something. I don't know. But it's just like, dude, like, I, I had a big problem with, with with the current state of things. I have a really big problem when the fucking delivery driver, who is going from house to house to house to house, not wearing a mask and not wearing gloves, putting his grubby-ass fucking hands all over my shit that I got to bring into my place. Like, I was just, I was a little bit pissed off about it. <clears throat> well, here's, it's the, just like, here's the thing, I, though. This is why I don't do the delivery, because people are fucking gross, and they don't take care of their shit. Here's the thing, though. If he was wearing gloves and or a mask, that kind of lends a false sense of security to you. It can, anyway, unless he's very, very uh, diligent about what he does with with the gloves and the mask. Because I'll tell you this. I've been trying to go to the store as little as possible. Mm -hmm. Every once in a while, I have to, though. You know, you got to get the necessities. You got to get more beer and stuff like that. So, um... When you're at the store, I'm watching people with their gloves on. Well, that's cool. You're protecting yourself. You got your gloves on. And then they reach up and they touch a bunch of groceries. And then they pull their phone out of their pocket. So now their phone's contaminated. And then they adjust oh, the sure. And then they adjust the mask on their face with their dirty de- contaminated gloves. And then also there's a shitload of people who will only wear a mask over their mouth. Yeah, and their nose stupid. is hanging. Out. Like, what the fuck do you? What are you? What are you doing? How? I posted. You're not protecting yourself. <laughs> I posted a picture on our Instagram just a little bit ago before I headed down to your house to drop off your necessities for tonight. Yeah, and I am covered head to toe. 
Like I have a full on mask that covers like my whole face. I had sunglasses on. Um, that's just because I'm, I wear my sunglasses at night and I'm, course, I'm a cool guy. So um, awesome. but like when I'm in the, in the day though, when, I, when I'm out where people are speaking around me though, I keep those sunglasses on even if I don't need them because of the fucking droplets, man. Don't lick the droplets. <laughs> don't lick the droplets. Um, point is I, maybe I'm a little overboard, but yes, like, you are. there are, there are people though that, that just don't care at all. And those are the people though who the, I feel like the people well, my, that are the delivery drivers that are going from house to house are the ones that need to be overly protected. Well, and here's the thing they're though. They're the ones. Here's the thing though. Like what people. I was what I was saying is the gloves are a false sense of security because if that delivery driver gets out of his car with your food, walks up to the door and uses his gloves to open the door and then mm-hmm. knocks on your door with those gloves and then hands you his food, and then walks back out the door, opens his car door with those contaminated gloves on, and then touches his steering wheel. Like, if if he goes out thinking, oh, I have gloves on, I'm, I'm safe, but he's wearing the gloves all day and touching all sorts of contaminated shit, and then cross-contaminating mm-hmm. his car and your door handle and all that oh, stuff, yeah. then it doesn't matter. There's no point in wearing no, the gloves at that point. I guess... I'm the I'm the kind of person though. If you go into my car, there's a giant garbage bag full of gloves. Like I, whenever I go out somewhere, if I go to the the uh, if I go to the gas station, right, new pair of gloves on. I go, I pump my gas. But as soon as I get back into my car, those gloves come off and they go into the garbage. Mm-hmm. And I'll put a new pair of gloves on. I've gone through like two boxes of gloves already. Yeah, like I am that person that I'm changing them every single time I go somewhere. Like because, like I said, I'm just trying to do what I would appreciate people to do around me. I guess. Yeah. Um, but my whole whole point of the story is. I'm not getting fucking delivery again. Like I did it once and exactly what I didn't want to have happen happened. And uh-huh. It's just like, and it wasn't even the gloves. It was more the mask because if he's going from place to place to place and right, say he delivers to a place that has it mm-hmm. and he, and he's carrying it, he's literally breathing on me and like into my, my place. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what pissed me off. Like the gloves were one thing because you can always wash stuff, but it's the, it's the mask, I guess that was more stupid. Did he I say thought, anything to you? Well, I mean, because yeah, you're trying you... to have a conversation with me. Oh, okay. So I was gonna say you yeah. literally, you literally have to like have the person's. <laughs> we, and he keep, was we keep saying this, was... but the droplets, because this, yeah. it's well, not, was, it's that's it's what not, you have to worry about. It's not technically an airborne uh, disease. Every a lot of people think that it's that it's airborne because you can no. get it by somebody like you know spitting droplets at you that doesn't mean it's airborne it's not like it doesn't live in the air no, it can't survive not, in the air rain rain isn't airborne yet it <laughs> rains you know that's a hell of a point yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um i don't know i was just I, that, that's my rant rant over uh I, well, um, why don't you rant about your fridge now <laughs> oh my god i got a fucking ghost i got a fucking ghost in my apartment that keeps knocking shit off the top of my fridge by the way that's, can you that's can all you, there is to it by the way can you see the chat on the, I can. That was good. Okay. That was good. This is our new thing because we always, <laughs> this is very pro. We're getting pro because we always, <laughs> we should, like, even when we're allowed to uh, get back together and see each other's faces in, in real life and touch and squeeze and everything, we should ha- always have a chat open between the two of us so that we can, mm-hmm. if you, you hear something and you're like, oh shit, we need to talk about that. And then you just type a little message to the person because you would have never gone back to the fridge thing, right? No, I probably I probably wouldn't. Yeah. So tell me about uh, your haunted by the way, fridge. By the way, really quickly, whiskey and coffee is delicious. Yeah. Rum and coffee. What not, and not coffee? As good. Rum and coffee. Oh, not so good. I don't mind rum and coffee. It's not, it's not so good. Not this rum, at least. Ugh. Anyway, though, my fridge. Yeah. So 
I keep my, as a lot of people do, I keep my liquor bottles and whatnot on top of my fridge. It's a perfectly convenient place to keep stuff that you don't grab all the time. Yeah. And um, two times this week, I have opened my fridge door, shut it, and turned around to go back to the stove or whatever. And then all of a sudden, I hear just crashing all around me. And the first time was a 90% full bottle of vodka that just crashed and burned all over my floor. Finally cleaned that up. For a couple of days, I was picking glass out of my feet because I wake up in the morning, go out to my kitchen to make coffee, and I'll find the one shard of glass that's still on the ground. Oh, sure. And then yesterday, then yesterday I did the same thing. I was up making coffee. I opened the refrigerator to, uh, to I don't know, get something. I don't know what I was doing. But uh, I turn around or whatever, and I hear like a, a dink, and I turn around, and all I see is brown falling and then crash and burn all over the floor again. <laughs> it was my brand new Baffin growler that I got for the Poonchki episode that I got our Poonchki Oh, doing. that's a bummer. Every yeah. time every time I turn around and I just see brown falling, it's a totally different situation. There's <laughs> just someone just pooping. <laughs> just. Like, <laughs> from the sky. <laughs> I guess from the sky. You just, you from, just, you just from, have a random person on a ladder in your in your uh from the, in your uh from in the, your kitchen and he's just <laughs> from, it's your it's your kid. He's just on a ladder just <laughs> dropping a deuce from the ceiling. <laughs> I was I was going more for a scab porn thing, but yeah, sure that too. <laughs> well, hey, he's young. He has a whole lot to figure out what he wants to do with it. <laughs> you fuck. Look at this. Um What's that? Look at this. I'm going to get lazy as hell right now. Look at that. What's oh, my up? God. You have a beer koozie with a necklace. That's yeah. amazing. I got That's it I got it for free when I got those uh, mittens from that, that Kickstarter campaign that I supported. Um, nice. Yeah. So what else have you been doing, James? That's uh, nothing. Been, nothing. Uh, it's that. The reason I let you tell two stories, I let you tell two stories because I did let you. Um is because I haven't had shit going on. It's been one of those That's weeks I mean, where it's, it's been one of those weeks where it's been super busy, but nothing has happened. You know what I mean? Sure. No, I get that. Super and it's busy also and nothing. Like, yeah. You would think that you would think that with the quarantine, you people in general will be getting more done. And I I tend to hear from a lot of people that no one's doing anything because mostly too, like a lot of people want to do home improvement projects, and <laughs> for some strange reason, some people still fucking are and going to the stores and whatnot. <clears throat> uh, but you can't really do much unless you have the stuff in your place. So yeah, there's only so many home projects that you can <clears throat> do. And like I don't know about you, I'm trying to spread mine out, like the little things that I do want to get done. Because if I do them all in like a week, mm-hmm. then the next like three months that we're going to be locked down still are going to be super. Uh, Super boring. I've got a few. You know, big, I've got a few big things I want to do. Are we allowed to buy wood right now? No, can you? I mean, you shouldn't. I mean, I think you, I mean, can, you can do an out. You can do an online order as long as long as you know you what can. you want. I, right? Even that, I think, is dumb though because you're waiting in lines and you're around people and it's. I don't know. If I don't you're like spa- it. you're I you're it. a little. I mean, you're a little. You're a little more. You're a lot more paranoid than I am. I'm taking this. I'm taking this very seriously. It's I'm prepared, not paranoid, James. I'm taking this very seriously, but uh, at the same time, I'm not like if I'm if I'm standing in six foot increments from somebody, I'm not too worried about it. You know what I mean? It's uh, well, this whole thing hit a little close to home the other day. Um, long story short, my my folks got a uh, when we were growing up, we had uh, some neighbors that lived down the street from us. Um, my middle brother Nathan, uh, he was uh, good friends with their son. They were in the same grade and all that, and they they moved away a couple years ago. And uh, they got a call uh, the other day, and um, they didn't know who it was. And so my mom called the called the number back, and there was a voice that she didn't recognize on the phone, and it was it was the son. 
and uh, she and uh, she goes, "Hi, you know what's what's going on? Did you did you call or whatever?" He was thinking that that um, they had changed their number or something like that because uh, of the last name, and uh, he had said that, uh, "Yeah, no, we're uh, I, we're going to have to tell you that that dad passed away." from covid oh god did he really so pretty pretty not not super close but close enough yeah. family friend of my yeah. parents he That's passed awful. away from complications of covid like so i don't mean to be paranoid about it but at the same time it's like there's no reason to not be paranoid no yeah. i think that if people yeah, don't... were more paranoid about it it would be it would be better you know you get these oh you get oh these absolutely fucking idiots in lansing and <clears throat> michigan protesting the fucking governor yeah, for that was. It, it, I don't even don't even get me started on those fucking <laughs> lies. Oh my that, yeah, god! Yeah, it was outrageous. Uh, we if had if you, if, you, if if you don't know, we had a we had a a, a giant posse of fucking knuckle dragging mouth breathers uh, showing their true colors in Michigan over the past couple days, and they went. It was originally what I I guess so. I hadn't even really heard that much about it because I haven't watched much TV lately. Um. But it was a it was supposed to be a a protest where everybody showed up in their cars, but of course, as people do, they don't follow the rules and they got out and they gathered in a huge group on the steps of the fucking Capitol building and they're protesting and waving flags and like because the state's shut down because we have a state home order. Yeah, they're like they're like we need to go back to work and it's like well, f- f- go home and. Flatten let the, help help get help let this go by faster dum dum oh god and they found some of the they they found some of the dumbest people to well, interview for the, the did you see the one dude he's like he's like um i don't I, like he he's like until well, you know until I, i'm gonna do a fucking southern accent because that's what i do when i'm making fun of michiganders even though none of us <laughs> have southern accents but he's like he's like well until you you get, you get there and you fucking get a an immune system built up to it like you got to go out in public and you got to build up an immune system to it and then he goes and and listen you got to be smart about it like you take care of yourself he goes he goes see i've had i've had a quadruple bypass i've had a heart attack i've had a stroke and i know that i need to take care of myself and i just go out and i take care i go dude you just fucking described the exact opposite of taking care of yourself yeah. You've had yeah, a quadruple bypass and a stroke and a heart attack. That means you're not taking care of yourself, which means you don't know these, how to. So why are you the fucking... <laughs> why are because you... these people are only listening to echo box or echo chamber people that think the same way as them. Like they, and they're just, completely immune. They're completely immune to understanding and accepting new facts. They can't do it. Don't and don't let's not even let's yeah, not even go there. Yeah, this, is, this is not the place for that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, hey, hey, you know what? You know what? Real quick, let's get into some horror stuff. Okay. I watched uh, I watched Wolf Creek season one this week. Oh, how was it's it? It's fucking amazing. It's was so it? good. It Dude, is the, so incredibly good. The movies are so good, and John Jared is so freaking good. Like Dude, he's just show, amazing. I, I the show is better than the movie. Would you watch it on Shutter? Okay, I gotta start watching it. It's it's only six episodes, forty five minutes a piece. Well, it took me um, it took me three weeks to watch Tiger King, so you know, I'm I'm always. Oh, did you finally finish it? I did find. Did you watch the update too, the Joel <laughs> McHale did, yeah, update? Yeah, I still have like yeah. five minutes left on it, but yeah, yeah. So I can finally um, we can we can finally discuss it off air, obviously, oh, but uh, yeah, yeah. I also um, I do want to call this out because I told the guy that I I would uh, mention him on the show. <laughs> A couple of weeks back, I got some. Uh, I was going on a little bit of an art print buying frenzy, 
course. Before all this, before all, before all the craziness started, and I got three prints from this guy named Travis Knight, and I finally got them framed and hung up on my walls. Uh, and you've seen them; the, those are those really cool 3D. Um, oh, are those the yeah uh, 3D prints? Yeah. So the, he's there's this guy. He's based out of. God, I want to say it's Kentucky. See, I can't. Kentucky or I Tennessee. can't. I can't do those. Shit, I forget which one it is. I can't do those because um, of my blind eye. I only see blue. <laughs> All I see is blue. <laughs> I don't even like blue. It's my <laughs> least favorite color. <laughs> Nobody knows <laughs> what you're talking about. Oh boy. Um, it doesn't matter. Anyway, though, I uh, he uh, he makes these really really awesome art prints. And like I said, they they come with 3D glasses. And if you look at oh, them, so uh, like the red, it's like they're the three the three pictures that I got are a set of like these uh, like kind of old timey looking like 1800s almost looking like women basically. Yeah. And like the uh, if you look at it in red, it looks like they're normal the normal faces and everything else. And then if you look through the blue one, it's all skulls. It's like they're it's like a x-ray of like, like their skeletons and yeah. their skulls and all that and it's they're really 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 awesome and uh i wanted to call them out if you you know right now especially supporting small artists you know they a lot of these people that even if they don't make a living on it they, they supplement their living on it you know and if they're out of work right now that sucks sucks for everybody out of work but especially the small guys so if uh, if you're into that kind of thing check out travis knight on uh, instagram see his stuff and buy some stuff because for uh, sure his you stuff know, is really cool. I'll post a picture you, of the ones that I have. I was going to uh, say, you know what you could do is post post a regular picture of them, and then you could hold your red lens up to your camera, and then hold Dude, your blue wait. lens up to your camera. Did I you already, already do it? As a video. As a oh, video, did you? my friend. Oh, look at oh, you. Yeah. Just waiting to post it because people didn't know what I was talking about. That's all. But uh, anyway, yeah, check him out. He's, uh, he's, he's awesome. I've bought a couple of things from him, and uh, he's a super nice guy. So, uh, so yeah. Yeah, and if you know if you know anybody who uh, if if you personally know anybody who makes small leather goods, like now would be a great time to <laughs> to plug that too. I don't personally know anybody. I don't. Who makes, I don't either. Who actually. makes small leather goods under the name I know Jets people that, Leather? I know people uh, that make I, shitty leather goods. Um, but I mean, I'm not gonna. Plug them, them too, man. Everybody's got to eat. <laughs> That was that was the closest you've ever gotten to plugging your shit on here. <laughs> and it was mostly just a joke because when I said the name of the company, you talked over me and I'm not going to say it again, so it doesn't matter. Oh, it's called uh, All Bets Leather. All, all bets are off leather. Mm. Um, okay, I mean, maybe maybe when you get better at it and you you correct a few things in your and your in your skill set, you know, we can we'll actually promote you. Boom. Speaking of Segway. corrections, nailed it. <laughs> Let's get to some. I can't talk. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's let's, let's cor- get to some corrections. Stupid! You're so stupid. All right, uh, a couple of corrections for this week. Um, I had said that uh, I, I had corrected myself in a, a picture that I posted because I was all embarrassed. There was a uh, a VHS of Mein Kampf in my uh, in my photo, <laughs> and I was trying to describe what it was. And I had said that I had said then that I hadn't actually watched it yet, so. I was going off memory, and I said that it wasn't a documentary. It is, in fact, 100% a documentary. Um, and it's a documentary that... Uh, I thought you said it was line, a documentary. N- no, I said it wasn't. When, sure. I, when I listened back to it, I said it wasn't. Um, it's it's a documentary that exists. Like It even says on the box, it goes, this isn't a pretty movie, nor is it meant to be. It's meant to exist to remind people that this happened and for people to never forget, basically, oh, is what it is. Okay. Um, so I'm actually relatively interested in, in watching it. Um, I got to be careful though, because I've been watching a lot of stuff. Like I watched that Hunter's show on uh, Amazon 
uh, about a week or so back, which yeah. is really good. I watched, um, what I, there, was, there was another... What you're, what you're getting at is you're watching a lot of Nazi stuff. Is yeah, and I'm kind of worried the people around me are going to start getting the wrong impression if they're hearing anything coming through the door. <laughs> like It's like, I swear I'm not. I just, I find history fascinating. Well, Hunters <laughs> is about killing Nazis, right? So it, it, Yeah, it is. But when you're only hearing bits and pieces and only of certain scenes, you don't know what it's about. <laughs> um, anyway, though, that's my, uh, that's my correction. What that's you your correction. Uh, I've got two corrections here. Uh, actually, not even really corrections either. These are just two two additional sort of additions, additional additions. That's that's redundant. Um, two things to add on to our conversation from last week. First of all, this majestic son of a bitch right here over my mm-hmm. right shoulder, this lion mm-hmm. that we were talking about. So, I know you've seen this thing up close before, so yeah. I don't really need to describe it to you, but. Well, people can see it on our Instagram too, because I did post your Detaleza. Uh, My Detaleza uh, tribute on our Instagram, which so I hope wasn't offensive to anybody. <laughs> I did it out of love. Um, so, you uh, so after uh, on last Sunday we played slash cards with Vito and Chris Jordan, and okay. I and I had this thing over my shoulder still, and I took a picture of us, and I I uh, put it on Snapchat. And my mom screenshotted it, and then she, uh, her and my dad sent it to my uncle Frog. Okay, and th- he's like, "Why is it, why am I, why am I getting this picture of four dudes?" And, and then he saw the picture, and um, I, I thought I cleared my history. <laughs> I haven't I haven't talked to him in a long time, so he ended up calling me, uh, and we talked for a while, and um, we started talking about, and that's what sparked it. He's like, "Man, I I haven't seen that thing in years." And he actually gave it to me for my wedding. It was my wedding gift. Oh, okay. um. Uh, but Aaron was thrilled about that. <laughs> she 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 was she she likes it too. But uh, um, so just a little bit more history on this thing. You know how it's all just random brush strokes. Yeah. So what this actually started out as was um, it was just a spare canvas that his mom had off to the side that she would clean her brushes on. So all ah. these so all these random brush strokes are just her cleaning her brushes and then one day she started to look at it and she's like that oh, it kind of looks like something and so she just started to fill in the spaces and it turned out to be this fucking badass oh, that's cool. lion. So That's cool. Um the other thing is we were talking about we were drinking our our carrot carrot cake cream ale last yes. week. And you said you didn't actually know if you liked carrot cake. Correct. So I made a carrot cake. You t- did today, <laughs> and I actually, I, I like, I, I didn't even realize, I didn't even realize today was Friday until about, I don't know, I don't like three hours before the show. It's so, quarantine. Every every day so is like, Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. <laughs> so it's like it's like seven o'clock, and I go, oh shit, I was supposed to make a carrot cake. You didn't know I was going to make it, so I really didn't have any obligation to, but I did anyway. So. We're gonna settle it right now to see if you actually like carrot cake or not. So when Mike when Mike came over to drop off the beer tonight, I uh, put a little care package out on the front porch filled with carrot cake. No, and you, we're gonna you give it a try. It to me, you handed it to me after I awkwardly stared at your house for about ten minutes before you realized I was there. That's true. I didn't <laughs> I didn't know that the shape was lurking outside my door for ten minutes, just watching me and my children. Um, I do like your your nice white glaze that you put on this. It's it is very, it is a beautiful. whipped white glaze. Uh, it's a little drippy, but 
Is it? It's the <laughs> consistency's all right. So this is it's nothing fancy. It's it's single layer. It's it smells uh, like pineapple. It smells like pi- Oh, oh, well, yeah. <laughs> I do eat a lot of pineapple. <laughs> Uh, okay. It's nothing fancy. It's just a it's just a single layer carrot cake, and it's got a. It smells exactly the way the beer last week taste tasted. Does it? Like it's got that. It really does. Yeah. All right. All right well, here we go. let's take a little little taste. Cheers, bud. Cheers. You should put some music in here. Some chewing music. What do you think? I'll be goddamned if that's not delicious. Yeah? It's super good. <laughs> nice. Cool, like, man. No, honestly, yeah, it's delicious. Because that was the other thing I was worried about is, I'm, you know, I'm not known for uh, my baking skills. No, but you're you're known for being baked. <laughs> uh, that's not that's, even that's true. Actually, that's actually not true at all. <laughs> that is delicious. I'm going to finish it later, but that is delicious. Cool. Thanks, man. All right. You've made yeah, it's a, good. You've it's made super, a, uh, super easy to make, too. I've made a believer out of you. You just eat a bunch of carrots and shit in a pan. (laughs) (laughs) That's it, right? That's how you make it? Mm. Cinnamon, too. It's basically you just... (laughs) (laughs) You basically use your stomach as like a grinder. Yeah, a bunch of carrots and cinnamon, (laughs) shit in a pan, bake it up. Makes your house smell great. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Yeah, you should... All right, um... Yeah, I, yeah I think that's I, that's it. That's all I've got for corrections. That's it. All right. Um, what are we what are, what are we drinking this week now? After <laughs> that lovely conversation. All right. Well, um, I'll admit I did I did sneak a peek at this earlier, and this. Oh, you did. Damn yeah, it. I the didn't. The one the one week the one week I wanted you to not see. You should have told me, dude. See, there it is. There it is. What? That's why I'm afraid that the people outside of my door are gonna think bad things. Why? Did you not hear what I just said? Nazi. <laughs> the one week I wanted you to Nazi. <laughs> there, that's what I'm telling you. It's not my fault. Okay. Anyway. All right. So, so Mike really went above and beyond for this one. <laughs> it was it was not planned, and then I was looking at it one day, and I go, you know what this should say? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, I had to peel. I had to peel back Mike's. Uh, Mike's new label to find out what this beer is actually called <laughs> this beer is actually called the devil went down to gary mm-hmm. um it's an american make a lot more it's an american make a lot IP. more sense what the, <laughs> will you fucking yes they're no they're gonna know that it's gonna make a lot more sense as soon as i read the other no, title i was gonna say i was gonna say this would have been perfect had had um uh, <clears throat> rosemary's baby taken taken place in like a place called Gary, Gary or something Indiana. like that. That would have yeah. been amazing, but it didn't. All right. Um, <laughs> so the devil went down to Gary, but Mike has um, added his own labeling. And <laughs> so now it's known as... <laughs> so now it is the devil went down on Rosemary. <laughs> it's perfect, right? <laughs> the devil went down on Rosemary American IPA from Arcadia Brewing Company, <laughs> Kalamazoo, Michigan. <laughs> oh God, I don't even know if I, hold uh, on. I need my flashlight. I don't think I can see that. It's beautiful, right? Yeah, it is very and, and, nice. And and my um my 
my my new label really fits in with the old label. Like it it's it's artistic. Oh yeah. Like it, it's <laughs> the uh the the blue really kind of sets off the uh the 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 black and the white and the red of the rest I was, of the can. I was looking for some sort of masking tape, but I didn't have any, and all I had was painter's tape. So <laughs> that's that's what I went with. <laughs> this no, the, I, I I actually would have been mad if you would have used masking tape. This this couldn't have been anything other than this right here. I'm, ha- I'm, right. I'm happy that you approve. <clears throat> if you ask the brewer who can who conceived of this delicious tropical beer. <laughs> So much pineapple. He would tell you it came to him in a dream after falling blissfully asleep under a palm the tree devil, on a stretch of devil. beach on Lake Gary in Gary, Indiana. Brewed with American ale <laughs> yeast. <laughs> via, via Why the fuck? Oh, this is bad, bad labeling, you guys. How is your label better than theirs? Uh, via... Is that Via? What the fuck? Okay, hold on. I oh need wow, to peel mine's, back the... mine's actually yeah, mine's actually like it's covered up. It's by like the, it's it's it's. By the uh, does that say Via or does it just say uh? <laughs> um, I don't even have a Via on mine. Hold on, that's bizarre. Yeah, check another can. Yeah. So this is one of those weird labels that's like printed and then pressed on by heat or whatever, yeah. and it's actually like covering itself up. Like a shrink wrap. Okay. Yep. It's just the word uh. <laughs> Uh, Brewed with American ale yeast, a divergence from our 21-year-old proprietary yeast strain. Dry hopped with mosaic and uh, mosaic misspelled, by the way, on the label. (gasps) You bastards. It is. It's mosaic. It's mosaic. (laughs) (laughs) Dry hopped with mosaic and citra tropical and hoppy flavors and aroma are balanced by a solid... Malt backbone, lighter copper in color with a creamy white, <laughs> creamy white head. <laughs> they they saw they must have seen the movie. And, you know, it's funny you said they on did. here that uh, you said on here that it was a tropical beer that he would tell you it came to him in a dream. Ironically enough, Satan came in Rosemary in a dream. <laughs> <laughs> so really, this is perfect all the way around. <laughs> oh, dream a little dream of me. <laughs> <laughs> oh god i think we've lost all of our female listeners at this point <laughs> what no <laughs> i think we just gained some oh did we okay i'll say yeah. our one is still here wendy's still here <laughs> hi wendy she's the only one <laughs> um anyway, right. though, listen uh, if we want more if we if we want more female listeners all we have to do is use our pleasing baritone for the rest of the time oh is that what we need to do I don't actually think mine, I have. Mine just sounds, mine's not pleasing at all. It just, it sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that what we need to do? Oh, is that what we need to do? Pleasing. Like, if pleasing people that know how to tone. use their voices the right way, it's like somebody like blowing into a tuba, like very softly, and you get like that nice, super <laughs> deep, like soft sound, right? Me trying to do it, it's like me sneezing into a tuba, and it's like it's, it's like, still super deep and guttural, but it just sounds awful. You could have said anything else, like a guy playing like really sexy Barry sax, <laughs> but no, you're like a really sensual tuba player. <laughs> See, this is what I'm talking about. My idea of what it's even supposed to be is completely fucked. Uh, I just, I just peaked. I just peaked when I left. What the fuck? 
I'm literally crying right now. I don't know if you can see this. Oh man. <laughs> oh my god. All right. Let's uh let's give her a drink here. <laughs> just just ladies just lining up lining up to get a peek at that tuba player. <laughs> I can't <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> the unsung, All right, the unsung the heroes of the troops, <laughs> the tuba player. <laughs> so sexy! Oh, I can't even open my beer. My god! Oh, I'm a mess. <laughs> All right, cheers, cheers. <laughs> cheers. Oh, that's good. There's a god. If that's what she tastes like, then... There's a little bit of a potpourri. I'd do it, too. <laughs> There's a little bit of a potpourri aftertaste, isn't Oh, there? yeah. A little bit. Smell it, it too. Kind of, I'm smelling it in the back of my nose, actually, because it's going up my, my sinuses. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like when you sneeze during a... <laughs> you're, you're going at it too hard, then. <laughs> Sorry. If it's if it's going up into the sinuses, you're going too hard. No such hey, thing. I've not- <laughs> they don't call him Doctor Tongue so. for nothing. What? Oh my god! Mm. All right. Yeah. Mm. No, this is good though. It's good. It's uh, it's very floral though. It I is didn't good. expect yeah. the floral notes too much. It's um. No, because like, usually those- like that. You. It, but it's not. It's not the same. You know how like in a, a like a Belgian wheat, you get those really floral. Kind of like, Belgian, okay, Belgian, Belgian wheats actually taste exactly like potpourri. Yeah, this is, Belgian, this is more, Belgian beers taste like a nice dehydrated like potpourri that you would get yeah. in a bag. Whereas this is like a freshly this ground, is like flowers. Like, wet potpourri. Yeah, <laughs> it's, like, nice, it's like ground up flowers. A nice wet potpourri. <laughs> <laughs> I think they call it perfume. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but it's very perfumey. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you guys sell any wet potpourri? <laughs> I think that's what actually actually that's what that poopery stuff would be. No, it's, dude, poopery is amazing. Does it work? It, it is the it is it is a can, miracle product. I'm not. Does kidding it really? You. I can never bring my I can never product. bring myself to pay eight bucks for such a tiny little dude, tube. It is it is so worth it, and it lasts for a long time because you only need one spray, babe. That's it. One babe? squirt is all it takes. One, it's all it took for your wife. Twice, <laughs> both times. Oh my god! Okay. Uh, I think quarantine's really getting to us. We yeah, are. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm literally crying at how stupid we are. What the fuck? Um, anyway, this this beer is delicious, and we gotta get moving on because we're already forty minutes into this bitch, and we haven't even gotten to the news yet. All right. <laughs> Yeah, let's uh that's what we're drinking, that's what we're talking about. Let's get into the bleed feed. All right, uh, we um, we unfortunately got to start with a uh, couple of deaths here. Uh, rest in peace first off to uh, actor Brian Dennehy. Uh, Brian Dennehy passed away this week at the age of 81 from natural causes. I, I, I almost hate to say that it's a relief <clears throat> to say that somebody passed away 
from natural causes, but in <laughs> yeah. the current climate we're in, like it's it's good to hear that people are still dying the old fashioned way and not succumbing to uh, the shit storm that we have going on right now. Yeah, um, uh, I actually don't. I, you know what? I saw his picture. Mm-hmm. Somebody like I saw somebody just post his. You know who he picture. is? Oh no 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 no! I know exactly who Brian Dunne is. Oh, okay. Um, I I saw I saw somebody post his picture a few days ago or whenever it was, and didn't really like bother to read whatever. I actually didn't know that he died. Yeah, he passed away. Like I said, he was 81 years old, uh, natural causes. Uh, then he got his first break in 1982's First Blood, where he played the uh, sheriff opposite uh, John Rambo, Sylvester yeah. Stallone. Uh, that's where he kind of got his first uh, his first kind of brush with you know fame or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but then he would go on to star in, or co- sort of co-star in one of the greatest movies ever made with the legendary artist of an actor, Chris Farley. In the movie Tommy Boy, <laughs> of he played Big Tom Calhoun. He's big I Tom, mean, Big Tom, come on, uh, Tommy Boy, which is again one of the greatest comedies ever made. It's in my top five for sure. Tommy Boy, um, yeah, it's great. Yeah, uh, he also was in Cocoon, which I've never actually seen. Cocoon, oh, I've yeah? always heard amazing things oh, about it's it. Really I've good, never dude. seen it. Uh, he played John Wayne Gacy in a TV movie called <clears throat> To Catch a Killer that I really want to watch now. Hmm. Um, he was in the uh, the remake of Assault. On Precinct 13 in 2005. Uh-huh. Uh, and then he was also in, I know this is an unpopular opinion, but he was also in my favorite rendition ever of Romeo and Juliet, which is this sweet ni- late 90s version with Leonardo DiCaprio. Why is that? A lot of people hate that movie. Absolutely hate that movie. I think it was... I, like It was... I think it was because it's they, weird. It's so it, weird. Here, here's, here's the thing: is I think a lot of people went into that movie thinking that it was going to be a um, modern remake, a modern remake of Romeo and Juliet, and then they started actually speaking Shakespeare's lines, mm-hmm. and people are like, "What the fuck is this?" Like, I think it's awesome. No, I think I got, the, the, no, the juxtaposition no, of no, I gotta of think about what they're saying. And oh, dude, I, it was I, yeah, I and the way like. The the fact that they called their because you know they uh, every time they refer to their swords they're actually talking about their their guns. Yeah, and I th- like there was something so cool about that to me. You know what I mean? Like I, the whole movie I thought was really cool, but there there was something so badass about every time that they would refer to their sword and they would pull out a gun. Yeah, no, I I, I love that. I, I, think I thought great. it was I thought it was cool. Plus, um, it's, uh, it's very similar to the <clears throat> Shakespearean Star Wars. Ever heard of that? No. There's uh there's books out where people uh the guy rewrote the first three original trilogy movies all in Shakespeare. Mm. And it's basically like the entire it's like a novelized version of the movies, each one with its own volume, all in Shakespearean English. It's really really, really cool. Yeah, it's really cool. Um I wonder how know, uh, I wonder how have you read any of it? Uh excerpts. I've not read I've not sat down and read the whole thing, mm. no. But ex- excerpts, so so I know that's I know that it's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, the rest in peace, Brian Dennehy, uh, yeah. eighty one. You know, it's a, it's a pretty big bucket of win right there. Not so bad. Not so bad. Um, rest in peace also to Hillary Heath. Uh, Hillary Heath 
um, 74 years old. She's best known uh, starring alongside Vincent Price in the uh, 60s and 70s in movies like The Witchfinder General, uh, The Oblong Box, and Cry of the Banshee. Uh, she would go on later in like the 90s to reinvent herself as a producer. Um, and so she's been, been in the business for a long time, whatever, and uh, uh, from my understanding, worked up until she died. Uh, again, she was 74 years old, and uh, this time I can unfortunately say that she passed away from complications of COVID-19. So um, where Brian Denny, he got away from it. We, our news, unfortunately, cannot. It'd be nice <clears> when there's a news week where someone didn't die of that. Yeah. And then the last death of the week, uh, this one, this one hurts. This one hurts. This was the voice of my childhood, at least one of them. Uh, passed away this week uh, at the age of 69. Uh, no cause of death, but I know that he was, I had heard that he was battling an illness, so I'm assuming that's what it was. Uh, rest in peace to Howard Finkel, a.k.a. The Fink. Uh, if you don't know him by name, because you probably weren't a big wrestling fan growing up, you would know his voice, because he was the ring announcer for WWF all throughout the 80s and the 90s, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure in the early aughts, and he was the guy that was super notable for being like, and the winner, and no, WWF <laughs> World Champ, like, he was the voice, like, he was like, if you grew yeah. up watching wrestling like I did, like, that voice is just <clears throat> burned into your soul, like, he's, he's one of those iconic voices, and uh, like I said, he passed away this week at the age of 69, uh, it was not COVID, like I said, I know that he was battling some other stuff, um, but uh, yeah, rest in peace. I'm a big wrestling fan, so I felt like it shouldn't uh, should not go without seeming said this week. Yeah, for sure. So hey, rest in peace, Fink. Rest in peace. All right, let's get into some uh, let's get into some horror news, shall we? Already. JJ uh, Abrams and his bad robot company have recently teamed up with HBO Max, uh, which is a streaming service, I believe, uh, and to announce uh, not one but two projects coming to the streaming service. Uh, first up, we have Justice League Dark. Now, Justice League Dark was a spinoff comic that started some years ago with a lot of uh, characters like uh, like Constantine, um, you know, Swamp Thing. Uh, there was another guy named. Uh, Dead Man, and I forget who the other ones were. Um, but this was a movie that, or this was a uh, a property that was being developed for a while with uh, Guillermo del Toro. He wanted mm-hmm. to make a movie out of this. Mm. Um, that ended up falling through, and there's a bunch of stuff. But now Bad Robot and J.J. Abrams have acquired it, and they're turning it into a uh, TV show for HBO Max. Cool. Um, so I, I love comic book movies, and I love dark comic book movies especially. So I'm all for it. Like if And J.J. Abrams is a... I'll fucking say it. he's a visionary. The dude like is great. Like, the, <laughs> no, seriously. Like if you watch movies like Super Eight and even his Star Wars movies, you might not like 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 them as quote unquote Star Wars movies, but yeah. they're great flicks. Like they're really really good flicks. So whatever. If you don't like those, like I said, watch like Super Eight or any of his earlier stuff. They're all amazing. So um, I'm selling J.J. Abrams. Like I need to sell J.J. Abrams. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. All right. Secondly, I didn't, I didn't chime I say, in because I didn't know what the fuck you were trying to do. It's like, no, no, nobody needs you to do this right now. He's, he's this really good up and coming director. His name is J.J. Abrams. <laughs> J, I, think right. it's, I think it's J.J. Abrams. J.J. Abrams. J.J. Abrams. Oh, I've been saying it wrong this entire time. Um, okay, secondly, and dare I say more importantly, HBO Max uh, has ordered a series from J.J. Abrams and Bad Robot, uh, a show called Overlook, which will focus, focus, that's what happens when I spell the word wrong, I actually read it that way, I'm like, uh, I'm like uh, Ron Burgundy, if it's on the teleprompter, <laughs> I will read it, um, Overlook, which will focus on the history and untold stories from the Overlook Hotel. 
which is pretty cool. Cool, yeah. Uh, so more stories from uh, from the Overlook and its past and uh, you know different things that happened there. I'm very much looking forward to that. Oh yeah. Um, now, as soon as this news broke, somebody reached out to Mike Flanagan on uh, Twitter saying, hopefully he'll be a part of it and this and that. Unfortunately, he said that he is not a part of it. He won't have anything to do with it. He's not going to be brought in for it. So, yeah. uh, just because Doctor Sleep was apparently incredible, I still need to watch it. Um, but, uh, but yeah. Anyway, though, I'm I'm super stoked on that, and that could be a reason to get HBO Max for you know a free trial once the whole show is out and I can binge it. What is, is there? I, a difference I paying between, for another streaming service. Is there a difference between HBO Max and HBO? Because I get I get free HBO through AT and T, but. No idea. All I know is that HBO Max is strictly streaming. Huh. So I have no idea if that is part of your bundle or not. Take that up with your cable provider, James. Not um, cable. Cell phone. Well, do you have uh, do you have some time to kill during quarantine, James? Y- y- kill what? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, okay, this doesn't really go... You, shut up. Uh, apparently, <laughs> Roger Corman does. Uh, at 94 years of age... Roger Corman is, uh, he's launching a new film festival, uh, called the Roger Corman's Quarantine Film Festival. Cool. He's, he's in his nineties. Let him do whatever he wants. Right. (laughs) Um, basically what this is though, is that he wants you to submit a short film that is two minutes or under, and, uh, he is going to watch them all and he is going to declare a winner. Apparently anybody can enter. Uh, the only rules are that you uh, has to be filmed in your house or in your backyard. It can only star you and the people that you live with. So in my case, it'd be a very much a solo adventure, you know, unless uh, beautiful ladies on my cell phone count for something. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if they do. Um, and it has to be filmed on your cell phone. That's the other requirement. You can't use any big, uh, big budgeted stuff or fancy cameras. Well, that's no fair because your phone shoots in 4K. <laughs> right, it's probably one of the reasons why he uh, why he set that rule up. But uh, I don't know. I just think this is kind of cool, you know, for those who are stuck inside or whatever, and you're fans of the genre, like make a little two minute short film. Yeah, you know. Yeah, for I sure. It's kind of cool. Yeah, it sounds cool. Um, let's see here. After passing, uh, after the passing of legendary uh, George, legendary filmmaker George A. Romero in 2017, it seemed that uh, outside of his book The Living Dead, which just recently got finished, um, the universe that he had created kind of was going to see its end. Like we are over with the of the dead movies, right? Mm-hmm. Um, well, if his son George C. Romero has anything to say about it, that's not going to be the case. Uh, he has actually uh, penned a new comic series entitled The Rise, uh, which is the, uh, it, uh, it'll, it'll, I can't, I seriously can't talk here. <laughs> um, it's a new multi-issue comic series that will take place at the genesis of the zombie apocalypse seen in Night of the Living Dead, but be entirely self-contained with its own themes, ideas, and arcs, um, which is kind of exactly what George A. Romero did. You know, yeah. every one of his movies were about the same zombie, ep- you know, pandemic, Uh-huh. But they were all separate stories. Right, like none right. of them were really all that connected. So I hope that this is really good, and I hope that his son can carry the torch and become a great filmmaker or writer in his own right, you know, and kind of carry it on, and, and we will forever have of the dead movies because I love them, and I think they're great um, like exposés on what's currently going on. You know, Romero was always really, really good at capturing uh, like a snapshot of... American society, yeah. if you will, in his movies or, or global society. Um, so hey, you know what? If the son is up to uh, up to task for it, then I say bring it on. Yeah, for sure. So I'll be very interested to read that. Yeah, um, that sounds that sounds cool. 
All right, so uh, moving on here. Finally, finally, after a lackluster first entry in the series, which, uh, James, you and I are, are intimately familiar with, among other things, but <laughs> yeah. with this for sure, uh, pretty sure we, um, we used it up from front to back, middle, whatever, the very first night we had her. It. Um, but you're after, talking about my new tuba, right? After, after, <laughs> we blew it out. <laughs> I know that was the closest I've gotten to a spit take on you. <laughs> um, okay, anyway, though, after a lackluster first entry in the series, we are finally getting a proper trivial pursuit horror edition. Yeah, this one will be an ultimate edition because it is getting. Uh, 1,800 questions as opposed to the 600 questions that came in the one that I have. Uh, so 300 cards, 1,800 questions, spanned over six categories, uh, which are gore and disturbing, psychological, killer, monster, comedy, and paranormal. Damn. I think those are pretty lame categories, if you ask me. Why? Um, I, I think they're, they're probably more geared into, like, the types of movies, and there's going to be a whole different types of questions throughout all of them. So well, that'll yeah. probably be fine. <laughs> what what um, else would it be? I don't know. I, th- I the way that I read that though, it's they they just seem very, very non well thought of. That's all with the categories. You know what I'm saying? I guess mm. I guess it makes sense. I'm putting the court. Uh, I, I don't know. Forward. I don't know where you're getting that, but whatever. Well, here, prove me wrong because I have a sample card that I'm going to read you some questions, and you're going to run the gauntlet. My friend. Jeez, oh, come on. This this is you're happening me, right you're now. You're gonna put me on the spot. All oh, right, yes. go ahead. All right. What company did Damien run as an adult in the Omen Three, the final conflict? Oh my god. Uh <laughs> right off the uh, bat, I'm happy that this is here because this is a question we would not have gotten in the other version. No. It's 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 very it's way more specific, which I like. Like deep uh, dives. Um Seventh Gate Incorporated. <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, the Thorn Corporation, which the leads th- me to oh, be- dude, <laughs> which leads me I to sh- believe that Damien, that Damien was the guy in the cloak in the later Halloween movies with the symbol of Thorn. I'm just putting that out there. Son the connection. of a bitch. The connection. Okay. Next question. True or false? Am the I gonna first- you? Did, am I gonna get all these wrong and look like no, a complete should, asshole? I hope, I hope not. All right. Uh, true or false, the first five Godzilla films were filmed in black and white. False. True. No, no, really? true, true, no, true that it is false. It <laughs> it's is true false. That it's, it's true that it's false. That correct, was, uh, that was correct, I the most confusing way you could have told me that I was correct. Uh, only the first two, Godzilla and Godzilla Raids Again, were filmed in black and white. You mean uh, Gojira? Before he filmed uh, Middle Earth epics, what director rose to fame with gore fests like Bad Taste and Dead Alive? Peter. Peter. It was Peter. Peter Jackson. Who played who played twin gynecologists in David Cronenberg's film Dead Ringers? Oh, Shaista. Um f- was it uh wasn't Jeff Goldblum, was it? Uh. No. Close. Give me a Close. give me a hint. Give me a hint. Um I believe he was also in Man in the Iron Mask. <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, uh, I, might also ju- I might also just be thinking of that because of his name, <laughs> in all fairness. <laughs> really? Maybe. I think he was in it, though. 
Oh, now, now you're just confusing the shit out of me. Yeah, that, that's fair. It's part oh, of my strategy. God, I was just <laughs> reading about this movie not long ago, too. This is going to kill me. I'm going to punch myself right in the throat. Who is it? All right, Jeremy Irons. Oh, he, come he on. Was in, he was in Man on the Iron Mask, right? <laughs> I think he was. No. It was he really? I think, I think if he not, was. If not, this is one of those situations of the little <laughs> tiny squirrel finding the nut in your brain. <laughs> it really is. Okay, you so make the... What camp did Wednesday and Pugsley Adams attend against their will in Adams Family Values? <sighs> um... What was it, James? What was the camp called? I want to say that it was... Was it the name of a... Was it like a... Was it like a Native American tribe name? Camp... You got this. You got uh, this. Come on. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. (laughs) The pressure's on. (laughs) Camp... Uh, Mohawk. Oh, James, you're Camp Iroquois. I feel like there was something racist about that first one, but I'm I, I don't know. <laughs> no, the Mohawks were actually a were actually a, were they a, a Native American tribe? Okay, yeah. so it wasn't racist. I'm just stupid. Okay, um, <laughs> it was uh, Camp Chippewa. 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 Fucking. All right, final one. Ready? I suck at this, dude. What character was known as the celluloid killer? And the film Fade to Black. I guarantee you won't know this. <laughs> does Some it have their might? Does it have a uh, a a year on it? Uh, yeah, from nineteen eighty. Is that gonna really help you? Um, what character? I said what character? You're looking it up, aren't you? You're no. totally looking it up. I can see your eyes on your phone. No, I'm looking up. Jeremy no, Irons I was still. <laughs> I was looking up Jeremy Irons. Yeah, I'm not going to get it. Eric what? Binford. I don't oh. know. I had no idea. Binford. I like, all I know. All I know about Binford is is, is that Binford tools are yeah, fucking top yeah. notch. <laughs> Binford damn near killed him. Um, I do like this though because these is are that harder. it? That's my that's my sample. That's, that's your, my that's sample, sample card. card. That's it. Um, I'll say this. I made a board for slash cards, which was essentially just a Trivial Pursuit board because that yeah. game needed it. Um, And I will say this, whereas this board is pretty cool. Yeah. It's not as good as yours. It doesn't hold a fucking breath to my board. Okay. Where can I I find it? Uh, It's on Bloody Disgusting. Okay. uh, Just look up Trivial Pursuit. You'll be able to find it. Um, It's cool. Like I said, it's cool. It's almost almost very like The Witch or Blair Witch or kind of like wildernessy witchy kind of looking. The, the know, witch how, or Blair Witch or well, Wildernessy you know, Witchy. It's very or, witchy because there's like symbols on it and there's like some feathers and like chalk and a knife. Like it's very witchy. Um, I don't know. There's a pentagram in the middle with a candle. It's like a witch board, dude. Um, oh, is it like a damn... Uh, it's like an altar. Like a, it's like oh, a witch altar. Like a witch altar. You finding it? Yeah, I'm looking it up. But uh, anyway, go ahead. Uh, well, no. Uh, at this point, we're on blues, so I'm waiting on you. oh we're on blues okay well let me do my thing and then i'll get back to this all right the lodge directed by the same duo who directed goodnight mommy which is one of the movies that sparked us to uh create this podcast veronica franz and severin fiala that veronica (laughs) 
Franz. Dead, dead Veronica Franz. The Lodge was cut short in theaters due to corona, the coronavirus outbreak, but fortunately will be arriving on DVD, Blu-ray, and digital ahead of its expected release. You can grab a copy of it on May 4th or if you want to check, or May 5th, I'm sorry, or if you want to check it out on Hulu before you buy it, you can because it will hit Hulu the exact same day. Oh, awesome. Um, we talked a little <laughs> bit about Jaws last week. Yes. I don't I don't typically do all the uh, the details of Blu-ray releases as far as like specials and features, but it's Jaws, so... But it's Jaws. Amana. Um... Some uh, So some updates regarding the full details of the 45th anniversary limited edition of Steven Spielberg's Jaws. As we reported last week, the release will feature lenticular packaging and a 44-page booklet. We now learn that the release also includes the making of Jaws, the shark is still working, the impact and legacy of Jaws, Jaws, the restoration, deleted scenes and outtakes from the set and theatrical trailer, and then also additional bonus features on the Blu-ray, storyboards, production photos, marketing Jaws, and the Jaws phenomenon. Now, are any of those new, though? I don't or are know. those things that have been on? See, this is my question before. Like, I don't... How many new new documentaries can you make on Jaws, you know? And has there ever been like a definitive documentary? Like, I feel like the the folks behind those amazing... Like never sleep again, um, you know, from Crystal Lake to whatever, you know, or Crystal Lake memories, whatever. Uh, the guys behind them, like, I feel they should make every horror movie documentary ever from this point forward. Yeah, because they're oh, so yeah. they're so good, mm-hmm. and every every documentary pales in comparison to them now. Um, so like, I feel like if you're going to do a new making of, unless this is something that's already existed before. You get guys like that, or you have to do it to that quality for me to really get excited about it, you know? Yeah. Um, because there's so six. much, because everybody knows so much about Jaws at this point. I mean, it's 45 years ago, you know what I'm saying? Like, we're coming up on a 50th anniversary. Most grandparents don't even see 50th anniversaries. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, my point is, it's getting to the age to where you've heard all these stories. So it'd be really cool for someone to do a deep dive and, and actually get stories that we've never heard before. And do I, like, I, like a I agree with you. super in-depth uh, making of. That'd be amazing. No, I agree the, with you. Of the I, entire I, I, series. I agree with you completely. I agree with you completely, but I think that um, this is also like, it, it, this, you know, it's, it's the 45th anniversary edition release for obviously like people who are old school fans of jaws are going to buy it but you also might have some new fans buying it too so you like they don't necessarily need the uh the the four hour the four hour long documentary for new fans like yes they do well okay yeah they don't know they don't know i'm I'm wrong you're right who (laughs) cares they don't know they need it but they do (laughs) (laughs) Um, Next up, a brand new 4K digital restoration of 1953's The War of the Worlds. The first theatrical film adaptation of the classic H.G. Wells novel will be joining the Criterion Collection. With brand new specials and extras, don't interrupt me or I will never play Sensual Tuba for you ever again. That release hits shelves on DVD and Blu-ray on July 7th. Pick up your copy. And then pick up a tuba, and then blow gently into it. 
and just and just make Mike's panties melt. <laughs> uh next up the the hunt, which is probably best known for speaking of panties, uh getting getting a bunch of people's panties in a twist before a single person. That's the th- nobody had even seen this movie. No. And people were freaking out about it. Well, in all fairness, the, the premise was a, the premise was a bunch of Democrats hunting Republicans. In all fairness, no, don't get me wrong. Can't. I think it's great. <laughs> who, who, who cares? <laughs> Even because if because we live in a world where everybody has the thinnest skin, us included. In all fairness, when it comes to certain things, everybody in the world has the th- or at least in the country has I, the I, super thinnest when skin you s- ever. When you say us included, you mean you and me. On certain things. Name one thing that you and I are thin-skinned about. All I'm... Well, a knife, maybe. Like, like oh. a knife up to my skin. I mean, I'd, I'd probably <laughs> a, bleed pretty quickly. That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> I just... No, I, I'm like, just saying, like, <clears throat> people have such thin skins about everything. You can't say boo to anybody. Boo. And there's going to be boo. an uproar. Like, hey, stay home because I want to save your life. No! Fuck you! I want to work and go buy booze. And no, no, seeds. no, no. I, I get, I get what you, I get what you're saying. I just, you said that even we are thin-skinned about things. I don't think we are. I'm just saying. I don't think there's a lot of things that okay, you and I are thin-skinned on. about. No, I will not. We will dwell on this. <laughs> um, no, no tuba for you. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so yeah, uh, it's that's probably what this movie is best known for because it ended up being delayed indefinitely, right? Mm-hmm. Then suddenly it was released in theaters, but then pulled early because of the COVID-19 break, outbreak. Uh, it was then released on VOD, and it sounds like it's doing pretty good on VOD. Um, the Hunt will now arrive on digital May 26th and Blu-ray and DVD on June 9th from Universal Pictures Home Entertainment. And I good. Th- I'm glad that they ended up not fully pulling this from the... Because regardless of where you land on, on you know, because for some reason this, this turned into, I mean, I get it, it's Democrats hunting Republicans, but sure, I just watch a movie and have fun and shut the fuck up, right? Yeah. Regardless of where you land, and especially if you're, especially, like, people on the right are always saying that they value free speech. I mean, isn't, isn't. Isn't making a movie? Isn't you're making walking, a movie about? Isn't making a movie about Democrats hunting Republicans? Doesn't that kind of fall under free speech a little bit? You're you're walking a line right now that I'm not going to join you on. <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't, I don't care. That's fine. What you were you no, saying? You don't agree no. with me? No, I completely, I 100 agree with you. Like 100 completely agree with you. I think anybody should be able to do anything as long as that as long as it doesn't encroach on other people's rights that includes making a movie about democrats wasting a bunch of republicans and if a republican wanted to make a make a movie about a republican wasting a bunch of democrats go for it i completely you should be able to do that that's why i was that's why i thought it was so stupid when they pulled this movie from the release schedule and i'm glad that they ended up going back on that um anyway everybody's favorite avenger oh hawkeye Right? <laughs> and by everybody, I mean Mike. <laughs> and only Mike. Uh, Are we talking Hawk- about Jeremy Renner? 
Hawkeye, Jeremy Renner. Oh, hey, hey, he's, see? He, You're he finally on my page here. <laughs> he's, he starred as serial killer Jeffrey Dahmer in the 2002 feature film Dahmer, he did. which will be headed to Blu-ray as part of the Marquee Collection from MVD. It's getting, it's getting a brand new HD master struck from the original camera negative, supervised by director David Jacobson, and will be available on August 11th. And last but not least... We Summon the Darkness, which is currently available on VOD platforms, will be hitting DVD and Blu-ray on June 9th from Lionsgate Home Entertainment. The movie, which is which was described by Megan from Bloody Disgusting as a metal mayhem metal mayhem joyride, which sounds up our alley, right? Sure. Uh, was directed by Mark Myers and centers around a group of three friends in 1988, one of whom is Alexandra Alexandra Daddario. So mm. that's worth the watch right there. It, uh, caught in the middle of yep. caught in the middle of a killing spree by murderous Satanists who have already left eighteen dead in their wake. Check it out. I'm into it. That's it. That's all. Totally. I'm I'm all I'm into that movie as much as I'm into Alexandra Dario. So hey, mm. you know, which is a full two inches. <laughs> It's, sharply, it's, it's a, sharply curved to the right. <laughs> it is. It is as full. It's as full as two inches can possibly get full. I can promise you that. <laughs> okay. Um. You know what makes me grow from two inches to six inches though? Because I'm not greedy. <laughs> uh. The last drive-in with Joe Bob Briggs. Right. Oh. It is. It is. It is the singular greatest show on television or streaming television these days. Uh. And it's coming back next Friday. Um, which means we're going to have to reschedule our podcast because I'm going to be busy for the next uh, seven Friday nights, just so you know. Um, hmm. But uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk. Uh, <laughs> okay. Last Drive with Joe Bob Briggs returns next week, uh, next Friday night, so a week from tonight. Um, and uh, it, it's it's the first episode is literally combining the three most Mike things you can possibly imagine. Yeah. It's Joe Bob and Horror, right? Yeah. With special guest, Chris Jericho. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So we got wrestling into the mix. <laughs> okay. He's co-hosting. He's, he's going to be on all episode. seven episodes? No, he's co-hosting the first episode. Oh, okay, okay. In in the first season, he did, like, they do a mailbag thing. They have a mail girl uh, who reads, like, emails and, like, mailing stuff or whatever. And Chris Jericho actually sent in a mailbag, which, to their surprise, because they get them, not at random, but I don't think they realized that he was going to send one in. So they invited him to actually be on the show uh, for this season. So it's yep. very cool. And uh, they, um, Chris Jericho put out a, uh, a release that said, When Joe Bob Briggs asked me to come watch a movie featuring butt darts, brain sucking, backgammon for digits, a, a maniacal mini oats, and a dog dick, I said, what time and what trailer park? <laughs> <laughs> now, I know exactly what movie they're talking about, which is the, which is the third <clears throat> part in the most Mike thing ever. Hold on, hold on. Wait, say it again. Butt darts, brain Butt sucking, darts. backgammon for digits, a maniacal mini oats, and a dog dick. Maniacal mini oats. That's what, what is... he says here. That one that was a little bit confusing. I know what he's Do referring you know, to, but can you can you can you specify that a little more? It's I'm I'm assuming he's talking about a little person. And maybe his name is Oates. I don't remember, to be honest with you. Um, but there is a little person in the movie. So I'm assuming that's what he's talking about. Brain sucking? 
I'll give you back a hint. Backgammon for digits. Bloodsucking freaks? Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. So I was going to say, this is a movie that I forced you to watch when we were living in an apartment like 10 years ago. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's been a long time. Um, but like that, this was the movie that I think you truly got the sense of how fucked up I really was when this was the movie that I was bragging to you about for a while. <laughs> It was just, I. It wasn't because I've I had at the time seen stuff that I thought was more fucked up. It's just I actually I it, fell I fell asleep in the middle of it. I remember movie, it be, I remember it I've, being very boring. I see. I loved it. It wasn't boring to me. Like that was Bloodsucking Freaks. Um, was uh, it was it was pro- not produced by or whatever. It was released by Troma. They just acquired it. Um, but it was a movie that really got me into more exploitation like i had seen stuff like uh you know cannibal movies and all that kind of stuff italian yeah. exploitation movies I, I had seen that stuff obviously um but for some reason it was blood sucking freaks that was just this weird gonzo exploitation filmmaking mm-hmm. that i was just like what the fuck is this like what am i watching right now and i <laughs> loved it i don't know why i loved it because i'm probably I'm sure a psychologist would have a field day with me, but um, but or a psychiatrist rather. But uh, you know, whatever. I, I loved it. So yeah, we're getting Joe Bob, Chris Jericho, and Bloodsucking Freaks with another movie, which we have no idea what it is. So nice. Hey man, it's next <laughs> so, Friday should so, be a fucking holiday as far so as I'm concerned. I was gonna, I was gonna say if if Joe Bob if his show wasn't already sort of a commentary show, I was gonna say. We could just do seven weeks of commentaries, but then you're doing commentary on top of commentary. <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't work. That wouldn't nope. work at all. But uh, anyway, uh, we are going over quite late with this news section, so we got to move on here. Um, oh, geez, Louise. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize. I mean, we'll it, have a we little bit so to far. cut out. Yeah. We'll have a little bit to cut out when we edit it down, but um, you know, because we're back and forth here. But Editing. Uh, let's. Uh, that's, that's the worst part of this fucking. Well, it's not, the, it's not the worst part. As far as our show goes, it's the worst part. It's the fact that you actually have to edit the show now. Hey, man, I'm actually kind of liking it. I wake Are up you? at I wake up at like 9 a.m., I make some coffee, I'm like sitting in my underwear in front of my computer <laughs> editing our show. I, it, I don't mind it, to be honest with you. <laughs> softly blowing into his tuba and editing Soft, our show. Softly. <laughs> his name is Tuba. How'd you know? Um, well, okay, my, so well my tuba <laughs> gently weeps. <laughs> Okay, uh, we're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, uh, we are going to talk about. We didn't even talk about what movies we were watching. <laughs> we didn't <laughs> say. No, we didn't. Wow. Well, I think uh, people got the picture from from the devil went down on Rosemary. But yeah, I, I when so. we when we get back, we are talking about. We're doing a compare and contrast between the original uh, Rosemary's Baby from 1968 and the 2014 miniseries remake. remake. So correct. I'm that's what you got coming. So uh, we will see you guys back here in just a few moments. Throughout this, you'll see faces ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. James. Yeah? Have you ever had a baby? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did it did it uh did it have the eyes that you didn't uh didn't recognize as either yours or your wives? 
And did you ever think, perhaps, for one second, it's possible that my wife had an affair with Satan? It's possible. <laughs> it's not so much the eyes as it is the attitude. <laughs> and, so the answer is yes. <laughs> and every day of my life, yes. Of course. <laughs> um, so here's the deal. We did, uh, like James was saying, we did Rosemary's Baby from 1968, directed by Roman Polanski, the great American auteur, Roman <laughs> the, Polanski. The, um, not American and also not great and a total creepy rapist. But listen, yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure for fans of creepy rapists, he's he's fantastic. <laughs> he's the cream of the crop. I'm just saying. He's the, he's the cream <laughs> of the crop. Um <laughs> Thank you, Macho Man. Um and also the uh we have the 2014 remake of Rosemary's Baby, which a lot of people don't even know exists, quite frankly. Um uh, my, myself by, included until was, a few days ago. <laughs> Yeah, no. It was directed by uh, Agnieszka. Agnieszka. That's how I'm going to go with it. Agnieszka Holland. Um, there's lots of Z's and G's and I's in her name. I'm not sure exactly I can't how to say it. see it, but I'm guessing it's wrong. I'm going to go Ag- Agnieszka. I don't know. I think I'm right. See full cast. Let's see here. I think I'm right on this one. Come on. Uh, Ag- Agnieszka, Agnesh- I'd say. I was close. I was close. Uh, anyway, though, so that was from 2014. I didn't actually write down. Do you know what network this was on? I did not actually write uh, that down. For no, some I mean it notes. was it was relatively graphic. So I want to say, it but there, was. but there was, was no one of, but there was no swearing or nudity. There was no swearing or nudity, but there was a lot of really graphic violence in it, <clears> which I definitely made note of while watching it. Um, if you've never, um, while you're looking up that, while you're looking up what. Uh, channel it was on um i'm gonna go on to say uh if you've never seen the original 1968 rosemary's baby do yourself a favor and watch it it's um it's an absolutely incredible film i love it it's a classic for a reason um Mm -hmm. you know it uh it it holds up it's it's weird it's a weird movie not just in in tone and in direction and everything else it's weird because it seems like everybody maybe just rosemary but maybe she oozes onto everybody it just seems like everybody is in like a weird like drugged out state throughout the entire film at least to me it does really um yeah especially rosemary which i now realize is not so much um a product of the movie as much as it is a product of mia farrow of mia um, farrow being on drugs yeah well sort of um and I, and, I, and i say that in the nicest way possible i don't mean to say that negatively i watched a behind the scenes making of of rosemary's baby like that was made in the 60s, right? During yeah. the filming of it. Yeah. And it was the most bizarre behind the scenes I've ever seen in my life. Why? Um, Mia Farrow, the way that she talks in the movie is actually a toned down version of how she talks in real life. So everything that like when she's speaking about the movie and speaking about life or whatever, she's like, I think that love and peace are the greatest things you can ever have. And love is more is more important than peace because peace is what you get from love. Like she was hippie to the max, which makes me think <coughs> she was high like a motherfucker 24-7. <laughs> um but like the way that she like the way that, that that she just was, I'm not trying to talk down on her by any stretch of the imagination, but 
it, she's it's a little bit weird, like by today's standards at least. It's a little um, bit oddball in the film um, or then, in the. Well, in the in the film, in the, in the film, it was pretty like her, like her character in the film, how soft spoken she was and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I don't think that was too out of character for uh, for movies. No, from the my 60s. no my. my no, 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 it wasn't. My point is, though, is like it's, it's very much, though, it's her in character, but there's still a lot of her in it. That's, mm. I, I guess, is what I'm saying. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It, like her personal way that she was kind of like was blended with the role of, of Rosemary. Okay. Um, and then you have Rowan Polanski that's talking. He's just a weird motherfucker. Like, not that I need yeah. to say that, but like, <laughs> he's just a weird fucking dude. Like, yeah. and so this making of from the 60s is just bizarre, mm-hmm. super fucking bizarro. Um, Anyway, though, uh, so that's the original. Um, outside of that, though, it, it it's an incredible film. It's it's amazing. Like the performances are so batshit weird and crazy, but they're supposed to be, and everything just weirdly works. On, I don't know. It's just bizarre. Like it's uh, the synopsis of the original, at least here, uh, and for the most part, both movies is a young couple moves into a fancy apartment surrounded by peculiar neighbors. When the timid and passive wife becomes mysteriously pregnant while the, uh, actor husband becomes successful, uh, the safety of her fetus begins to control her life. That's basically both movies. Yeah. Um, the only, uh, there's lots of differences between them though. Um, uh, there are a lot of different, Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say. Uh, no, I was just gonna say. For example, uh, in the original, uh, uh, you have Rosemary Woodhouse played by Mia Farrow in the original. In the in the remake, uh, she is played by the lovely Zoe Saldana. Uh, I would also I would also say the lovely <clears throat> Mia Farrow. Oh, Mia Farrow is gorgeous. So cute, dude. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah. Um, no, they're both they're both gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, you couldn't have more opposite people playing a role, but then but then still feel like it's the same character. It's, yeah, because it's, it's, it's yeah, kind of weird. Because Mia Farrow comes across as very timid mm-hmm. and reserved, and Zoe Saldana. It, I, I I don't think strong, it's strong independent woman. I don't think it's because I've only I, I, I don't think it's only because I've seen her as Gamora and she's just fucking kicking everybody's Badass, ass. Yep. She, but she's just yeah, she comes across with this confidence and she's very strong. She's but she's also very loving though. She wants to support her. Oh yeah, she of course, wants, of course. She's she is she is very much fifty percent in that relationship. Like she like she you know what I'm saying like she's not overbearing or anything like that. Like she's she's actually kind of the perfect wife. I actually made a note in this. Like <laughs> in both versions of this movie, Guy who plays her husband, who's mm-hmm. her husband's name, I fucking hate his character because they're yeah. both such pieces of shit yeah. in both movies. Yeah. Oh my god. Speaking of guy, uh you have John Costavetes who plays guy in the original. This uh, fucking and this fucking guy. The fucking guy, right? <laughs> um and then in the remake you have a guy named Patrick J Adams who played guy. Um they're in both movies it's like you, I, I would fucking kill to find a spouse like either one of them, especially Zoe Saldana. I think Zoe Saldana, <laughs> quite frankly, not to sell Mia Farrow short, I think that she might be single handedly one of the most gorgeous actresses oh, she's, working. Yeah, she's like, beautiful. Top three, at least. Like, uh-huh. she is just. I'm not even going to give her a fine because I feel like that is even like bad to her. Like, she is just fine. <laughs> <laughs> So gorgeous. Um, okay, so uh, so you have these two. Uh, they they move in next door to. Um, in see in the original, you it's Mini Castavet and Roman Castavet. In the remake, it's Margot or Marga Castavet. Margot. And but then also Roman. They changed the 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 wife's name. Um, yeah. 
I well, will say I, this. Yeah, to <laughs> to call to call this like uh like this, you know, stunning upper class French woman Manny <laughs> would be a little out of character. Mini to me is obviously a nickname, but they never really said that in the original movie. But Minnie, so it just but, is what it is. But but when you see Ruth Ruth Gordon as Minnie Castavet in the in in the original, there's no doubt that she's a Minnie. You know, <laughs> like, that's true. I actually her, loved. I loved her character. I did. I, I she's I loved obnoxious her character. as hell. But yeah. I loved her. <laughs> I loved her. She was annoying to oh, watch, yeah. though. Like, but she was supposed to be. So yeah, I that's guess why that she. Works. Was, but I my thought, God. <laughs> I thought I thought the original like um, the, the the dynamic because how would her and a guy like Roman who was this like this worldly traveler this guy who had been everywhere and he mm-hmm. was so he was so distinguished and well spoken and then you got uh, M- Manny who just like walks into the your apartment and starts asking you how much you paid for this chair and like she's what got you that do- really long voice that talks <laughs> like this because she's a New Yorker. She's always been a New Yorker. Oh, uh, would you? I uh, got your hair. Oh, looks nice. I like what you did with your hair. <laughs> like <laughs> so annoying. Like- <laughs> oh, I'd kill myself if I was married to somebody like that. No, but that <laughs> like first, <I> really <laughs> but that first dinner that they have with Minnie and Roman, like, uh, like because. Guys like, oh, I don't want to go over to their house, yeah, and then or their apartment, and then and then they get halfway through the dinner, and you're like, he's obviously loving it, and I was like, I would love it too. Like these are really fascinating people. They seem really really cool. I, you know, I actually sort of agree. I kind of feel like that I would be, I'd be in the same boat where you would find them odd at first. But then yeah. you would kind of find them endearing a little bit. Like, maybe not to like, like, we have friends like that. We have friends that we absolutely love. We just don't like to see them all the time. That's kind of, that's kind of how they are. Yeah. Um, the difference is, though, is that in the remake, um, uh, you have Margot and, and Roman. They're, they're a little bit different. They're, they're still rich, but they're very high society. Yeah. And they're very, like, well-off, well-to-do, charming people. Uh, especially Roman. I yeah. loved Roman in the remake. I okay. Let me let me go out on a limb and say this right off the bat. I thought that this remake was spectacular. I absolutely adored it. I liked it. I had some. I had some. I uh, well. And here's the thing. I've never actually read the book before. Well, the so, book. So neither have I. From my understanding, the book and the original movie are. Almost the same. Okay, that so, being that so, being yeah. that being said, then that's kind of where I take issue with the remake. Because what I really okay. like, because what I really like about the original movie is, literally up until the last four minutes of the movie, mm-hmm. there's still there's still a question as to whether or not like it, there still yeah. could be a question as to whether or not um uh uh rosemary is perceiving things as like if if what she's perceiving is actually happening the way it's happening or if she's actually just losing her mind they misdirect you a little bit more in the original like i'll give you not not a little bit more literally until the last four minutes like there's Mm -hmm. i mean you get the like as a viewer you're like oh yeah this is all fucked up but they but never actually go, but they never actually come out and say it until the last few minutes of the movie in in, if, in the remake they let you know exactly what you're what you're looking at 
within the first couple minutes in the movie. But and that's what bothered that me because, like, if you were if you didn't, sorry, sorry, I'm rambling. No, 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 but no, you're fine, you're fine. If you didn't know anything about the original, if you had never seen the original Rosemary's Baby and you went into the the remake, that's fine. You watch it and it's good and 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 that's that's great and everything. But I think you're kind of missing missing out on that mystery. You know what I mean? I think though, I think the reason that it works is because of the characters of Rosemary between the two movies. In the original, she's very timid and she's very wanting to believe stuff. And I think that that personality of Mia Farrow's Rosemary uh, is is more in line with that ending. Whereas with Zoe Saldana, you would never believe that she would just suddenly start not thinking what she's thought the entire movie. And That's she true. has a much stronger personality. So That's true. I, I think that it that. works. I think that it absolutely works better with each individual movie's version of it. I think that it works equally as well because of the character of Rosemary that they've set up throughout the entire movie before. Yeah. So I don't think that one's either I don't think that one is necessarily better than the other. I think that um, they're just. Different. I guess I pref- I almost prefer the remake though in o- in almost every way. Really? I do, like, and that's and that's not to say that the, the, the original is bad. The the original is is foundation horror. Like this is these the, like it's the kind of movie that if you are getting into horror, it's one of the top five movies. I would say see this because you need like to get your training real. Like these are the classics. Like yeah. The way that people would say watch Frankenstein, right? Watch Dracula. Like I would say Rosemary's Baby is just as important. Yeah. In 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 halter er, halter horror culture, <laughs> halter halter. Yeah, put, the two, put the two words together. Um, that being said, I I'm not gonna lie. Like, I loved 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 this remake. I thought that being that it was basically two movies in one, and it was essentially three three hours or so, a little less than three hours. Um, when uh, you know, all together, because I think it was an hour and 24 minutes a piece, yeah, so a little bit less than three hours. Um, I thought that the it's weird because in a lot of remakes, it's almost <clears throat> like they try to reinvent the story, right? This yeah. was not the case. Every scene, for the most part, that was in the original was in the remake, mm-hmm. they de- they recreated those scenes, so you so you knew what you were getting into, and I like that because as a remake, it's like when you've seen the original, you kind of go into it knowing what to expect personally and this is just a personal opinion i realize it's not going to be a popular opinion mm-hmm. i like seeing scenes basically redone like i don't like when remakes just go in a completely different direction and it's a brand new movie at that mm-hmm. point just write a new fucking movie why yeah. are you remaking it if you're not going to retell the story that we all know right that's just that's just me so i really enjoyed the fact that you could literally recut you could recut the remake to almost go beat for beat with the original, and I liked that. But on top of it, because you had essentially two movies in one, there was so much more room for the movie to breathe, and there were so many more scenes they put in, and so much more character development, and there's like, there was just so much more uh, uh, atmosphere and just everything to it. You know, like I absolutely, I love the fact they centered on the original husband. Uh, from the woman that killed herself in the beginning in both movies. There's actually a story about her husband in the remake. There was more story about um, uh, the the character of the, the police sergeant that she went to was a little bit more in-depth. There was... I liked, I know, I liked Commissioner Fonten. Uh, I, I, I liked him as a character, but just, again, I, I guess like I guess that's why I kind of... Don't get me wrong. I really liked, I liked the remake, mm-hmm. but... Uh, I think that's why I probably prefer the original a little bit more because I like the sense of 
I like the sense of mystery throughout the entire thing. Whereas the the extra the extra hours worth of expose that you get on on these characters kind of takes away from the the mystique. You know what I mean? Oh, see, I disagree almost a hundred percent. I loved it. You think you think that it doesn't take away from the mystique, though? I mean, like, I it, really it don't. De- really, see, because because they kind of they kind of like lay everything out, like they they lay everything out just like completely in the open for you. Not but really. With, I mean, the story yeah, still with, progresses within, the exact same way. No, because no, it doesn't. Not at all. Because sure it does. No, because she doesn't. She doesn't no, because in in the there's... in the original in the original, not at any point do you do you. Not at any point do you get a conversation between Roman and and Guy, where they are straight up just saying, like, essentially, like I'm I'm you know, I'm paraphrasing, but where they essentially are just saying like. You made a deal with us, and you made a deal with the devil, and see, that's what it is. And now you have to deal with it. I guess. Like, see, here's the thing. Like, I guess this is the difference between us. Like, I actually, I know exactly what you're talking about. In the original, in the original, you have guy. He basically, it's you don't see the scenes take place <clears> to <throat> where uh, to where um, Roman basically convinced him to sacrifice his baby for his own wealth and everything else and, yep. and for his family and all that stuff, right? You don't see that take place. And in the original, Guy is forever a willing, complacent uh, participant in everything that's going on. Mm-hmm. And he's a piece of shit. He's a giant piece of shit. The way yeah. he treats his wife is fucking reprehensible, in, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. And, um, and, 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 and his whole character is that the entire movie. In the remake, I guess what I like about it is there's so much more depth in that character. So you see them sort of talking about it and you can sort of see like his descent to the dark side if you will, you know, Star Wars reference. Like you kind of <laughs> see him going there. But what I love about it is that halfway through the flick is you know, or through the in the series in this case, uh you actually do start to see him regret and you start to see him feel bad about what it is. He still does it, which makes him a giant piece of shit. Mm-hmm. But there's more of a human side to guy with it. And I, and I like that a lot more because you're seeing him go through the roller coaster of emotions too. You know, like there's parts where he's telling Roman, I don't want to be a part of this anymore. You promised this and blah, blah. And Roman has to be like, well, listen, if you stay here and do what we say, they are safe. You know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, we'll yeah. fucking kill you. Like yeah. there's, there's, there's so much more to the character of Guy in the remake, and I just found it way more engaging, as opposed to not knowing. I found it way more engaging. And don't get me wrong, he's still a giant piece of shit because <laughs> <laughs> he still does it. Um, I guess I just like I. I don't know, man. I loved is, it. Like when you're when you're thinking of it in terms of it being like a a parable. Uh-huh. I guess I just that's why I like the original more because you have a character like Guy who is so hell bent on getting what he wants that he's willing to literally sell out his wife and child for it. But and, in and the, it's and it's, remake, and it's sort though, of a it's it's sort of a cautionary tale, you know what I mean? But in the remake though, Guy's main reason for doing it was okay, so in in the original Guy's guy's reason for for signing on to it, right, was ego. It was his own self ego. Is what it was. Like, I have to be this actor. I have to. We didn't even get into that. In the in the original, he's an actor. In the remake, he's a writer. <clears throat> right. So there's there's a difference in the guy character there. But 
in the original, he wants to be a famous actor so bad. So he basically does everything for his own personal game and and gain rather and sacrifices his family in order to do so. That's all he cares about. Right. Whereas in the remake, well, he's actually he's, I mean technically he's only sacrificing He's not even sacrificing the uh, He's willing to lose his marriage though to get what he wants. He's willing to put his wife at risk as well. You're right. Like to get what he wants. Whereas in the remake, because you have a much more fleshed out character, he's doing it because he's terrified because he lost his advance on his book and because everything else, he's terrified that he can't support his family. So the reason that he does it are actually more modest reasons where he's doing it to support his family because he thinks he has to do that to be able to support his wife because that's his main reason for doing it. And I guess it it makes it kind of more understand not better but more understandable and, and there's just so much more depth to the character and i, in my I guess opinion. i guess again to say i guess that's kind of why i prefer the original because you're not like i i never saw it as you're meant to be thinking of it in terms of what is this man willing to do to uh um to uh like <clears throat> to provide for his family Ah, shit, I lost my train of thought. I just lost my train of thought. I need to start... Ah, damn it. I need to start writing this stuff down. Yes, see? Um, take notes, James. Ah, damn it. You well, here. Said, While you're... You said something, and it had me... I had a, I had a really good he was point. Trying to provide no, for, fucking... He was trying to provide for his family. He was uh, He was more doing it because, uh, you know, the original was more his ego. He wanted to be a famous actor. Uh, the remake was he was trying to provide for his family. He had lost his his writing publishing. He had lost uh, that. Damn he it. was come on. Am I doing anything here? No. I'm trying to get your, no. to get your juices. I, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. But fuck, I had a I had a I had like I had a rebuttal, but I can't think of what it was now. Damn it. Um. Yeah. It doesn't matter. But uh, I don't know. I just I I get I I guess it's like that's why. I guess the whole the whole idea behind the movie, the original, and like I said, I haven't read the book. So, but if you're saying that the original movie is more in line with the book, from my understanding, it's, yes, it's kind of it. It's kind of this idea to me that like it's not really it's not really supposed to be focusing on. And maybe this is what I was trying to think about, but like, um, it's not really focused on you know like what a man is willing to do to provide for his family so much as it is a like a cautionary tale about selling your soul like 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 what like like how far are you willing to go to achieve what you want and it and you could kind of you could kind of like you could kind of pair that up with what a lot of people especially in the entertainment industry go through sure like a lot of people are are willing to really sort of sacrifice everything for yeah like like really do some terrible things to 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 gain the notoriety that they want damn it that's not no no (laughs) that's not that's not really where i I wanted to go with it either but fuck i wish i could remember what i was thinking but it because it had it was very relevant to whatever you were saying but it it jumped out of my brain i yeah i um 
I think that uh, another big difference between the two of them, uh, and one of the the main scenes of of both movies is how Rosemary actually gets pregnant. Mm-hmm. So she, they have in both movies, there is they, you know, they 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 agree that they want to try to conceive. In the remake, uh, Rosemary already had a miscarriage, which again expose character building so she's unsure about it and he has to sort of convince her into it um but in both movies guy basically ends up drugging her to where she basically becomes unconscious and then there's a big ceremony where she gets raped by satan that's basically the way to put it um in the original movie in the original movie it legitimately is like satan in the remake basically looks like the french version of jared leto it's the eyes. Yeah. He had Jared Leto's eyes, man. I don't Those know what it was. Beautiful, beautiful <laughs> eyes. You know what's fucked up? Uh, like, because because in, in in both movies you essentially have Rosemary being raped by yeah. Satan. Yeah. I don't know why I said it with such a Satan. S- Satan by Dr. Satan. Doctor Satan. Um. In 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 the remake. The husband plays it off a lot better. Yeah, was like, this oh, it was is like, where I was going. It was like, it was, was like, uh, oh yeah, you were really rough, and I was really rough. We were both super into it. In the original, dude, I was like, <laughs> he's got the worst excuse ever. I was, was like, like, this is fucking. <laughs> this is not like you, like you. <laughs> how do you just? His, how do you just reason- play this off as a whoopsie? Like you, fu- like she wakes up. She wakes up. It's all very like. She she wakes up and she's she. This is how the scene may as well have gone. She she literally she actually does this. She wakes up and she goes, "Oh, I had this terrible dream where uh, somebody was raping me and he was inhuman." The next line should have been, "Oh nope, that was me." <laughs> I raped no, it, because it was literally that's basically yeah, his- what he did. He's like, uh, like she wakes up and she's got scratches all over his back. All over yes. her back, and and he goes, and he goes. Oh well, I didn't want to miss baby night, and well, and you're like James, huh? James, what? Didn't you know that a husband can't rape a wife? Didn't you know that those oh, are the rules? Oh, of course, those are the Pro- sex rules. Because you of, know that. Yeah, and my, and <laughs> my note, my note, literally from the original movie is he's jo- great he's, cover up for. He's joking, her. by the way, everybody. He's joking. Uh, yes, I'm joking. <laughs> Even though rape's not guys, a joke. <laughs> Guy's great cover-up for drugging her and offering her to the devil was that he basically raped her while she was unconscious. Great yeah. fucking cover. Like, yeah. like, no, 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 no. It's cool. I raped you. Yeah. Like, like yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't worry, baby. What? I just raped you while you were sleeping. Like, what oh, the at least fuck? In the, at, least in the, at least in the remake. He, he played it, it off, off as though he they were off, both like, into no, it. No, we were both, we were both into it. Like, oh, I'm, yeah. We were yeah, both I'm scratching you each don't, other. Like, I'm sorry you don't. And not this is not any 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 sort of like a past or anything but like you can everybody has been i think in a situation where you've gotten super drunk with your significant other you've probably had some sex and in the morning it's a little bit foggy like i think everybody oh sure not everybody but like sure. a lot of people yeah, have been in the situation yeah. so it's more i don't want to say understandable but you can almost play it if you're being that kind of a piece of shit you can play it off better being like i don't know what happened last night we were both into it it sucks that you don't remember, but look, look, I have scratches on me too. You were into it as well. Like he played it off way better. Well, yeah, because in the other one, he didn't even like claim to be drunk or anything. He's just like, oh, I didn't, <laughs> exactly. I didn't, I didn't want to miss, I didn't want to miss baby night. She literally so like, like, fucked you he while did, you were like, he doesn't like, <laughs> like she, 
he doesn't even say he doesn't even try to say oh you were into it too you were conscious and you were with me at the time he just goes oh yeah oh he even says he even fucking say, he says he says yeah it was like it was like it was, uh, oh, it was like God, oh gosh. it was like it was like if i had a neck necro, necrophilia kink like the, yes, that's what it would yes. i was like he basically holy shit fu- dude he fucked her unconscious corpse yeah that's it's, his big excuse and he yeah. didn't even do it. <laughs> and and then he and then he just sits down, and like puts his hand on her chin, and goes, "You want a bagel or something?" He doesn't oh, ask her if she wants a bagel, but he might as well, well have. Like he's just like he's somebody, just like, "Oh, it's 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 cool though, baby. You want a bagel? I'll get you a bagel." Like oh what the fuck, God. dude? It was You're a so piece of awkward. shit. It, it was so awkward and shitty. Like oh, oh my God. God. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that was awful. Um, yeah. I, Another thing, since we're you know going back and forth here, um, one thing that we did not mention is that uh, the original movie takes place in New York. That's why you got Rose, uh, or you, you got uh, you got Minnie being like, "What did this cost for?" Yeah, I oh, a you super New I, York accent. I got a whole. I got. A, I made you this drink with a bunch of herbs, and you drink the Whereas fucking herbs, and you're gonna get pregnant, and you wear the necklace. Another it's thing all good. that I liked more about the remake is one of the things they changed is that it wasn't New York; they went to Paris. And so, you, and so the oh, whole the movie, French. the French. <laughs> so the whole movie takes place though in Paris, though. And I'll be honest with you, I thought that the very high society, flamboyant, we're better than you French attitude worked so much better in in that situation than the New York high lifestyle. Quite frankly, I because it's pretentious because it's I, supposed to be pretentious and that's what you get with oh the french like it's just like i agree like i agree better i agree and i disagree because once again the yeah like the that super high society french parisian dream like yes that's very attractive and like that's that's the type of but at the same time this gets better the more I'm drinking it, by the way. The devil went down on saying. rosemary. Devil uh, went down on rosemary. It's so much better. I'm already done with two of them. Uh, I'm my second. So, but at the but at the same time, so just from my point of view, I'm a very I'm a voyeur, I'm a regular Joe. <laughs> You're a voyeur. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a regular voyeur. I almost just I almost I almost did just say voyeur, didn't I? I, I, I totally did. I totally didn't mean to. I'm a regular voyeur. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm a regular I'm a regular gym, right? Uh sure. the 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 high society French Parisian uh that sort of thing doesn't that doesn't appeal to me really. Okay. Like That's I don't and, okay. and it doesn't it doesn't to you either, dude. It like like when when Margot says sure. oh <laughs> when when Margot says oh the key to a good party is uh is new and fascinating guests. What? No. Well, no. I I'm fucking not, I'm not I saying hate that I, I hate new people. I don't want to talk to new or fascinating but people. Neither did they though. In the remake, neither did they. They were super uncomfortable there. They were super like didn't but that's, even want to talk but to anybody. That's why, like, but that's I felt why I'm like saying them in that particular situation. But that's why I'm saying I liked the original in that instance more than the remake because in the original Yes, I hate, I hate getting to know new people, but it's just because I have like I, I don't know, like I'm awkward and I I'm weird about it. Mm-hmm. But Minnie and Roman 
were the type of people like they didn't invite them over for a giant party with 50 new people that they had to meet they invited them over for some nice two inch thick sirloin steaks and and some and some uh vodka what did they call those vodka roses what what the hell they, yeah yeah a vodka they, rose yeah like they invited them over for a, a couple like a couple's date and i like that more about it and then and then and then roman like the minute you see him like he's sitting off in the corner and he just starts talking about the coolest shit and you're like sure man this guy's really cool and that's you like that's why that that's roman why that appealed the- more to me like i i could see myself getting if you're if you're like a satanist and you're getting me to join your tribe i could see myself getting more involved with a couple like that where they're just like super friendly kind of annoying but they're just so friendly that you can't help but really like them see, I over guess that's the where fu- a big difference over is. the high class high society hoity-toity bullshit i guess that's where my difference is because i actually found uh, that margo and <laughs> roman in the remake were more the kind of people that I would probably get closer to. Like what? I found them more fascinating. I really did. In real, in real life, Mike. In real life. Yes. No. Quite in frankly, real yeah, life. Because, because Minnie would drive me fucking crazy, and I would not be. I wouldn't want to be around her. Quite frankly, like I, yes, I, Roman was great in both movies. I'm judging this solely on Minnie. I fucking hated Minnie in the original. I don't. She was so annoying. I don't believe you do because just, because you hate <laughs> no because that because because that. What do you mean you don't believe me? Because I know how you are, and I know that if you went to a party where there was one hundred. Oh, don't get me wrong. hundred fifty people that awkward. hundred fifty people Rosemary that you didn't Guy know. hundred fifty people that you didn't know, all wearing tuxedos. You would want to throw yourself off the balcony oh yeah oh yeah no no no. i'm I'm not saying that i wouldn't but once i think whereas some nice couple invites you over for a nice sirloin steak once once i got over that first thing though and it was more of a one-on-one thing i like the i like the characters of roman and margo in the remake i think better i can see myself being more uh more interested in them i just i just can't i don't know especially roman i think it's his gaze the guy that played roman oh jason isaacs um, dude jason isaacs is He's a he's a hell of an actor. He's amazing. He's been in so much stuff too, like so much stuff. It's fucking um, uh, 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 Malfoy, uh, uh, Draco Malfoy's dad. What the hell's his name? He was was it really? Yeah, from oh, Harry no Potter. Shit. Okay, um, he, but he's been in a lot of stuff. That's my point. But he has a gaze and like a like a, like a he's got a weird presence about him that just draws you in well, and of course. as an actor and especially in that character that he was playing Lucius do, Lucius I, Malfoy I I'd, I'd um, sell my soul to Satan for him are you kidding me like <sighs> like I just would like I I he just he's he oozes he oozes that sort of belongingness that I think anybody would want to be a part of because he's so worldly and so cultured. And, no, he I, talks to you like a normal person too. In the yeah. Same breath. I, like it's I, weird. Like I get that. I just, like I being, know, being around somebody like that who has everything and, but they act like they don't like they Like, yeah, you'd be super drawn into somebody like that. But to me, especially uh, let's compare Margo to Minnie. Okay. Yes. Yes. Minnie was super obnoxious. <clears throat> But she was so innocent. I think that's what <clears throat> when you're when you're sorry, excuse me. When you're thinking of it in terms of g- when you're okay. thinking of it like to me, the within seconds of meeting both Margot and Roman in the remake, you you go, Oh yeah, these people are bad news. Whereas 
you never get that sense from Minnie and Roman because they're so friendly. Yes. Like Minnie is so like scatterbrained and and so like just here and there and like the fact that she's given like the whole like the 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 herb drink that she gives to Rosemary, right? Mm-hmm. Like in one movie, it, it literally just seems like an old lady just trying to help, just trying to do her best to sure, help. Just sure. like, oh, just d- drink this, Dan. Oh, it's gonna make you feel so much Come better. Back. And then, and then you have, and then you have in the other movie, like in in the other movie, like this mysterious, dark, steamy woman who's going, oh, you must. You must drink this, and it's going to make yeah. it feel so much better. Well, and let's drink, drink deep. <laughs> and then she kisses sure. her on the mouth, and she goes, "Yeah, yeah." Wait, wait. Drink. What was with that? And it's like, what was with what was with her kissing everybody? It's just the French that was dude. A weir- the French no, are no, fucking. No, no, no. There was there was something. They might else be assholes, that. but they're sexy as hell. What? There was something to <laughs> there was something to it though. The fact that she kissed Rosemary on the lips, I thought was weird, but then she did it to her husband later on too, and. Was she trying to like get them to just like be? I think it was for, just I, a. What was? A, like, well, I was mean, she trying think, to control them with sexuality. Is that what it was? Like, I, well, I, don't I mean, really I mean, think, what it was. think about it. Like, uh, like because it was hot. No matter Ro- what, Roman. It was super hot. <laughs> Roman, Roman, and and Margot, as compared to Roman and Minnie. Roman and Minnie weren't like, like. Well, nobody th- wants if, Minnie kissing kissing Mia Farrow. Was all I'm saying. <laughs> I would, I would, I would watch it once, but that was it, you know. Watch no, it once, like, jerk off twice. <laughs> it's it, it's that old, it's that old, uh, you know, when you're building the house, watch once, jerk off twice. No, that's measure, <laughs> measure twice, <laughs> cut once. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, uh, they made it very clear in because you know both. Both uh, Roman and Margot were just like oozing sexuality. And, like, sure, very, well, they were. Yes, very yeah. Parisian and well, that's that high society, European and sexy. You like, know, yeah, they were. They were the embodiment of giving into temptation, right? So I think that's, well, that's what true. It, I, think I think that's what think it was. It. I didn't I, even think about it that way, but you're right. I think that's what it was with Margot. I don't even think it was necessarily a, a sex thing. Or, I mean, like thing. sex in a way, that. but it was. It was more so just like. Giving in to the thing, like giving in to uh, your impulses, and and Roman even says that at one point to uh, Commissioner Fontan, Fontaine, mm-hmm. um, he he says he says I I make it a point twice a day to give in to temptation, right? Yeah. Okay. So that's like fair. that's I think that's what it was like. Whereas whereas Minnie and and uh, and Roman were more so about like just bringing them into their fascinating world. Margot and Roman, and if you're think if you're thinking, and that's where that's where like the remake to me. If you're thinking more in terms of, uh, like biblically, like you're thinking in terms of like uh, temptation. Obviously, Mm -hmm. obviously, their lifestyle was more tempting. Uh, Sure, I I will. I will one hundred percent give you that because it's um, because it's that high class. You're like, oh man, I want to be a part of that world. I I, f- I just feel like everything was set up though a little bit better. Even though I I do agree with you on that though with with the uh, with Minnie and Roman being a little bit less I don't know what the word is <laughs> less uh, um, um 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 
well when groomed. You, <laughs> when you think somebody is doing something uh, conspicuous, oh, oh, less yeah, yeah, conspicuous. Yeah. I agree with you 100 percent on that. I do because yeah. right off the bat, you do know that Roman and Margot are they're evil like 100 percent. They have the tongue of Satan kind of in them from the get go. I get yeah. that. Um, that being said, I think the world building in the remake was better too. You know, like one of the big things that they focus on is that when when uh, when uh, Zoe Saldana's Ro- Rosemary walks up to the apartment complex for the first time, there's like a serpent like uh, thing on the side of the building or whatever. So it's like you have this like building of what this is throughout the entire time, and she she digs into the history of it more. Well, they changed now, cr- they changed the name of the place too. It's uh, they did yeah. Lashamir, you know what Lashamir means, right? I do not. The chimera. Oh, okay. And a, chi- and a chi- and a chimera. <laughs> a, chimera yeah. a chimera is a is a beast made of uh two like basically two separate DNA. Yeah. And that makes that, that, now, that bring, makes perfect sense. Yeah. But there was like, nothing like that on the original though. You know what I'm saying? I kind of like the idea yeah. that, that that place was like a sacred place. Like that had been what it was for a long time. Like and, and it was it was sort of it was, in the, like it was in the original. Was it? Yeah, like the Trench Sisters had done their cannibalism there, and then there was hmm. uh Stephen Marcado who But but I like the idea that it was like visible from the outside. But no one knew what it meant. Like, there's something about something hiding in plain sight that I find very attractive in these kind of movies. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, you could go downtown to Detroit where we are, and there's all this super old architecture. Yeah, you could be like, oh, that's absolutely beautiful. You have no idea what it means. What yeah. if that literally meant there were cannibals that lived there, and this is the place where the fucking Antichrist is? Going? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. you don't. My point is, I love, I love the idea that it's there for everyone to see. But no one knows. Right. Like right. that to me is creepy. Like that oh, to yeah. me is yeah, like, for sure. Is like ultimate camouflage of hiding in plain sight. And and I love it. Yeah. Um, there was something else I wanted to point out here that I'm trying to go through my notes to find, and now my mind is not going there. Um That's why I don't take notes. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's why you don't <laughs> take notes. Yeah, fuck off. Um, I think that uh one uh, another thing that was different between oh, that's what it was. So in the remake the the police detective that Rosemary was going to yep. uh, was very much obviously not in on it. In 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 the original, he was in on it, right? Am I am I gonna I, I found there, myself questioning this when I was watching because I couldn't remember. There was no police detective in the first one. Yes, there was. There 100% was hundred percent there was, yes. Who? Now it was more of part of the story in the in the remake, for sure. Um, so in the remake, there is a police detective she goes to whenever she has like a hunch that something is wrong. She goes to it, and throughout the the the, the, the course of the series, um, he kind of like digs into it and comes back to her every now and then, saying, "Hey, I found this out. I found this out." He goes from not believing her to actually one hundred percent believing. Are you her. taking? Are you talking about Hutch? No, 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 no. no Who are you no. talking Hutch about? Hutch is the friend. Hutch, no, the the. the the police commissioner in the original, when they're at the party originally, she they introduce Rosemary and Guy to the police commissioner. And she goes to him in the original with stuff, but he just kind of blows her off saying that nothing's a big deal. And I want to say at the end of the movie, he ends up being one of the people that are in on it because she goes to him. And, uh, and, and he basically like acts like he's trying to be with her, but then isn't. And you find out that everybody in the area, like the the doctor, the the the, the detective, everybody was in on it. Why do whereas I, in whereas in I, the remake, why do I not the, remember the police commissioner in the original? 
Oh, I don't yeah, remember. he was. I, I don't remember whereas that at the, all. Whereas in the remake, though, it's way more of a point because he actually gets cursed by the Satanists and, and dies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, bloody, with, which actually leads me to another point where the one problem, the biggest problem that I have uh, in the entire two-part remake mm-hmm. was when the police commissioner dies. He's driving through the city and he starts sweating like crazy, and his car starts to have like a thunderstorm. And there's this weird French polka music playing <laughs> yeah, that is that was so weird. incredibly out of place. That was very that weird. It, it sucked my entire focus out of the movie, and it made no. It was almost like French polka Benny Hill music. Yeah. Well, and it was that's stupid not- and made zero sense for the scene. Well, that's not. I mean, that that style that that style of music is. Not, I mean, it sounds like Benny Benny Hill to us, but it's not. I mean, that's like it's actually popular Parisian music. You know what I mean? I understand that, but is it popular regional music though for a death murder scene by Satanists? Absolutely. No, I have no idea, dude. No, it's not. That's my point. No, it, no, it was. Can, it was. It was bizarre. That can be. That can be perfectly fine regional music. I'm not. Compl- I'm not. I'm not debating that. But that music and the 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 tone that that whole sequence took on had no fucking business being at the end of that movie. <laughs> because at this point, you're what two and a half hours into a series that has been taken extremely seriously for the yeah. entire time. Yeah. And then you get into this, and if I'm not mistaken, you actually hear the sounds of a thunderstorm in his car at one point. Because there's water dripping um, in from his headboards, and I'm pretty sure that you hear thunder cracking. Really? And it makes, I don't, yeah, and it makes no fucking sense. Um, so I will say that. That was my one bit, that, that was my biggest problem with the remake, was that scene. Dude, the sequence just did not belong at all. Dude, I'm looking at the IMDb for the original Rosemary's Baby right now. Yeah, okay. And my mind was just blown. <laughs> By what? <laughs> so, Dr. Hill. Yeah. You remember Dr. Hill at the end? I I do. He's Charles the guy Blackman. who's he's the guy who she goes to see. Yeah. And she, and she she's the guy that thinks he's the, the the real doctor that can help her. There's also a version of him in the remake. Yeah. Yeah. And I was watching him. He was a young he's a young guy. He had kind of a little, you know, like oh a God, who is little he? little trash stash. And I was like, God, he looks familiar. Who it's, is he? It's Charles Grodin. He's the dad from Beethoven. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's the dad from Beethoven. So Beethoven is now do you know who i'm Satan? talking about yes i do, do i know actually do it i would at, never have placed him I, at, yeah, uh, I, can, I, can I, you I can see that him. oh yeah oh yeah I, look I at that place, dude yeah you're right 100%. oh my god i'm freaking I out i can't place him but all right i would not have been able to place him without you saying that but you're right it is that's amazing um, he's been in a lot of other stuff too i feel oh like. yeah he's been in tons of stuff but like i i knew when i was watching the movie i was like damn he looks familiar but he was yeah. such a young man at that point. I don't. Um, I don't. I'm not okay. seeing. I'm not seeing any commissioner in the credits for the original movie, though. Dude, there was 110 percent. Rewatch the movie. I just. I, I just will think, send you the scenes. I will I just, send you the scenes. I just think you're wrong. Um, here's the thing. Outside of that, 
a couple other things that I just wanted to mention about uh, let's let's go on here the the original is you had a great did you know this movie was produced by the the great William Castle like the oh the yeah classic William Castle from way early days who put buzzers on the bottom of people's seats during the Tingler like the great showman producer <laughs> William Castle produced this movie. I did not know that. And that's amazing. Cause I mean, William I guess Castle, I didn't, I guess I, I actually, I guess I didn't, I didn't technically know it until I was paying attention to the just, credits this time around. He, he's just a great name to be attached to it. And I had no idea that he was a part of this. You know what I'm saying? He's just, it proves that even as he got older, he was still, he had a keen eye on what was good, obviously yeah. Yeah. Uh, for a movie like this. Um, I loved the part, uh, that when uh, when Guy tells Rosemary, I got the part right because in uh, in the in the original, um, Guy is an actor, and mm-hmm. the guy that he is up against suddenly comes down with a case of blindness and he can't act. Whereas in uh, in the remake, he is a writer, uh, but he's up for the part of uh, or he's up for the promotion of like an English English lit lit major, and that person dies, but. In the original, though, uh, he gets a phone call saying that he uh, that he got the part because the guy got blind, and he goes, "Well, that's a hell of a way to get it." And that line I thought was so smart because it's oh, the devil causing you. That's, that's a hell, a of, hell a way to, of a way to. Get. And it, it was it was such a fly by the seat of the pants kind of line, but that see, would there, probably blow by. But I loved it. I thought it was see, great. Oh, oh, and one of those things happened in the remake too. Yes, where did. where uh that as well. and i and i really <laughs> loved it maybe this is the same thing that you're talking about uh but there's they're having their baby shower is it this there is go it at the is uh go on, go on. they're they're having their baby shower and she's she's standing up and basically everybody so they're having a baby shower on a, a ship it looked like like a, a yacht yeah, it kind of yeah a yacht yeah and and she stands up and she's finally over her pains that she's having and stuff like that. And she's so happy and opening her presence. And then she stands up to give a speech and she goes, she's saying like, oh, we like me and Guy, we just want to thank everybody so much for this lavish party. And she says something like, uh, uh like it takes a, takes a village to raise a child or blah, blah, blah. And we're so happy that this village will be, um, the home of our child, and when she says our child, really quickly they cut to a, a couple people sitting at the table, and they and they both just go, <laughs> like they yeah. kind of snicker, like that's so fun. That. It's so it's like it's like so it's so dark, but it's so quick that it you almost don't even notice it. Like you could al- was- you, you could almost you could almost just pass it off as just like a, oh like they're just kind of giggling at what she's saying, but. When you really think about what she's saying, because she's saying our child, sure, and they're going like, "Ha, ah, that's not your child. It's fucking <laughs> the devil's child, you bitch." Like that's yeah. it's fuck. It's well, weird, that, dude. It's so creepy. That wasn't the line actually that I was thinking of. The one that I was thinking of was when they're when uh, when Zoe Saldana and uh, her husband are at. Uh, the party in the beginning of the remake, right? Yeah. Um. They they say, well, we have to leave this and that, and and Margot's like, oh no no no, but you know they come over here, whatever. And I th- I, I want to say it's before they give them the the cat gift, which <laughs> weird gift to give somebody. Plus um, that cat was Margot introduces Margot introduces her to say hello to my savior. Did you pick up on that? 
That's how she introduces Rosemary to the entire group of Satanists around her. Say hello to my savior. Oh, wow. That was the line that I go, oh, that's fuck. I actually got goosebumps. I remember. I got goosebumps. Yeah. Go, oh, that's fucking good. That's really <laughs> good. Like I I I think that I I think that one of the reasons that I liked the remake m- more, dare I say it, is because I knew what it was going into it. So it was almost like I was a little bit more attuned to things like that, you know? Whereas yeah. I, I, the original is great. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I love the original. It's classic. It's amazing. I, I will never say a bad thing about it. I just feel like the the remake expanded on the story a little bit more while keeping the tone of it. I mean, the, the original, or the remake rather, I think that you could agree with this. It actually, in some ways, felt like the original. The music felt 70s in a lot of parts. Like It actually felt like it had the same tones of the original, just very much modernized and expanded. Um, like That's yeah, how I, would... I felt the entire time watching it. Yeah, I I definitely uh, I it's not like like I I'm sure there are some people who watch the remake and they're just like just like oh they've completely bastardized this entire thing like I I'm sure there are a lot of people who watched the remake and thought that um I didn't well, think no nobody has seen the remake that's the problem <laughs> that's the thing like I was I was kind of I feel like nobody has seen the remake that's the thing like, oh no I dude I, I honestly I didn't even to. know that, I didn't even know that the remake existed until you suggested sure. it for this episode yeah. um, are you happy that I did yeah yeah totally and and don't get me wrong like I it, it, like both movies separately I enjoyed immensely. I think that when I'm just looking at them as specifically Rosemary's Baby, though, I slightly, yeah, like, like, like 60, 60, 40, or like, (laughs) or like 64, 36 preferred the The original. original. Yeah. I, and I guess I'd be probably the, just the opposite. I'm probably the same ratio, just, opposite end of the spectrum like i just and that's weird like i'm not one that typically will say here the the remake is better yeah i just think that they were excuse me were extremely smart about this remake because even even though you prefer the original i mean will you agree with me when i say that like the 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 remake was it did not shit on the original at all it felt like the original it felt like you were watching the original just with more i think i think it it really it really i think it i think it hit all the same beats as the original so in that way it didn't shit on it Mm -hmm. it hit all the same beats so it hit all the very necessary parts but at the same time i feel like there was just a little too much expose in certain parts. Oh, see, I just to where to but, where okay. like I don't think it ruined the movie. Like if you if you didn't know anything about the original Rosemary's Baby and you watched the remake, it would mm-hmm. be it'd be awesome, right? Yes. But if you had watched like if you watched the original back to back with the remake, depending on what kind of moviegoer you are, I suppose. Um sure. I just feel like to me the the mystery throughout the entire original that is 
yeah, it's like there's there's That's more fair. there's more mystery. There's more of a question throughout the entire movie. There's more. There's just there's just like a like an eeriness. There's like a like there's guess, an there's an eeriness in the original that was replaced with like a straight up just sort of feeling of uh, dread and horror in the remake, which both those things are awesome when you're in, when you're in speak, like speaking in terms of horror movies. Both those things are great. Eeriness is really good, and mm-hmm. dread and horror are really good. Mm-hmm. Just in this particular instance, I preferred the eeriness more than the and, dread and, and you know horror. What? I I completely respect that situation. I or your your uh, your situation on it. Like I think that um, I think that for me, it's for all the things that you just said about how you think the original is a little bit better and all those things. I think yeah. the remake makes up for in character development and expose. Like I think that. All of those things that, that you liked about the one thing can be made up for in the other, which is why I think they're both very neck and neck. Like, I, I, they're they're both I think great films. They're both exceptional <clears throat> films. Actually, I would say I think that yeah, uh, I w- I would actually the, like. This oh, is ahead. one of those weird instances where the remake I think deserves a place <clears throat> alongside the original on the pedestal that it's on. Like I, I think would that I would actually I, I, I would I would agree with you that like I would tell I would tell people. I would tell people to go out and do exactly what we did and watch them back to back. Oh, 100%. I I think that you will get more out of both movies, actually, if you watch them back to back. I think that you will appreciate both movies more back to back. I think that, you know, I just, um, and and the the thing is this, I know that the original Rosemary's Baby was a much longer cut, a much, much longer cut. Mm-hmm. when they first filmed it and they cut a lot out mm-hmm. which makes me wonder if any of the stuff in the remake because they had more time were things that were cut out of the original that might have actually expanded on a lot of stuff yeah now you might say well hey they cut that stuff and it made for this movie that i love like what you're saying um so who knows maybe that was for the best for the time yeah i just i love the fact that both of these movies exist i think that's the best way to put it i think yeah. that I think that that we're in we're there's a stalemate. There is not one that is better than the other. I think that both of them are are you know, I might have a preference, but that doesn't make one better than the other. Yeah, I think that in yeah, terms of what's better, it's a stalemate. They're they're both incredible films. Uh the the remake was incredibly faithful and respectful to the original while at the same time adding its own uh identity to it whereas the remake did what it did and it has its own identity i yeah. think that it's a stalemate they're and both it's, amazing and it's, films. and it's funny too is like one of them is two hours and 16 minutes the other one is and, three hours yeah and, uh, essentially and both the pacing is really good on both. Yeah, so you, it's you funny. Like you have an extra forty-five. You? you have a, you have an extra forty-five minutes in one of them, and and you really don't like the pacing is still really good. It's and I guess that's where the extra expose comes in. Like I think that they, it. I think that they stayed true to the original, uh, enough to where they could add in that extra expose. Mm-hmm. And still make it interesting. Like for, like for example, there's a scene where the original husband comes back, right? And I told you how I thought that he was like a great um, character to yeah. bring back. Yeah. And they 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 approach them <clears throat> in an alley somewhere, and Roman gets shot or whatever. So there's there's an extra 15 minutes of footage right there, just within that sequence of of them in the alley, him getting shot, them at the hospital, the whole deal. But that that 
did that seem to you like it was out of place? Like no. it, it felt normal. It felt like that was we, a part of the story. We didn't so even uh we didn't that's even kind of what I'm saying. We didn't even talk about any of the kills or anything, by the way. Which is these no, these movies the, don't really the the movie these movies aren't really about the kills so much. Well, uh, I agree, but, but and, there was and, way more violence added into the remake, and it didn't feel out of place. I actually kind of liked the fact that it was more horrorized. Like it was a little yeah. bit more. It wasn't too much. It just added in a couple more things to kind of make it a little bit like like more like for horror fans. Like it was. By a, the way, I I looked this up to see what network it came out on. It was on yeah. NBC. Really? Yeah. Wow. Like, it was it was really pretty fucking graphic, graphic for, for NBC. <laughs> there was like threats, like uh, like throats slid open and gurgling, and sure, uh, the chick being burnt with hot oil, and then like yes, having the, the like the, the, the dude fu- getting hit by a cement truck, and you seen the fucking blood stain on the cement. <laughs> I think I think the fuck the the two that really stuck with me were when Julie died. Because she got the hot oil splash yep, on her. Was there the was worst. there was yep. something like so horribly realistic about when she was on the ground, like convulsing and stuff, and her face had just been horribly horribly burned, so her eye wouldn't blink all the way. Oh yeah, yeah. I was like, oh fuck. And then when that the whole guy sequence, that whole sequence, yeah, was crazy. It was so frenetically edited. It was. It was and like I loved it. It was. It was cool. almost like. Uh, it was almost like. Um, uh, fi- uh, uh, Final Destination. Yes, 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 it was. And then the and then the scene where the husband, the the husband of the first of Nina, um, when he wakes up in the middle of surgery, I was like, oh shit, that was that was. I can't believe they aired that on NBC. That was that's kind of crazy. I kind of, I thought that it was network TV. I just didn't know for sure. But yeah, Yeah. that's that's pretty fucking (laughs) nutty. But then again, though, didn't NBC? No, who aired American Horror Story? AMC. Oh, AMC. Okay, so that's yeah. different. The AMC is more cable, but like, yeah. yeah, for NBC, it almost makes me wonder if those scenes were in the aired version, I'm or sh- if the version that they released mm-hmm. might have had some stuff added back in. Maybe makes me wonder. I don't know that for sure. Yeah, who knows? But um, I think uh, I think we should probably wrap. Yeah, up I think I think that's it. We're 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 uh, we're. Can I add one thing? Yeah. Just one, one really, really, really quick thing. Absolutely. How was Roman in uh, in the original movie? Yeah. How was Roman not Roger Corman? Because he looked exactly <laughs> like him. The, the world may <laughs> never know. I'm just saying. I think they're the same person because <laughs> Roman was well, Roger in, in '68. Roger Corman would have been uh, the same age. Oh, you just cut out for a second, but. Roger Corman yeah. would have been the same age um, as Roman in in Rosemary's Baby. <laughs> oh yeah, really? Roger Corman is a hundred year. Roger Corman is practically a hundred years old right now. Is he? So yes. Oh shit! In the sixties, right. he would have been like fifty or sixty. Sure, sure. Okay. <laughs> How is that not Roger Corman? <laughs> Fuck. Anyway, uh, um, all right. That's, well, that's, hey, that's that's, uh, Rosemary's, that's baby. Rosemary's baby and Rosemary's baby. Yes, right? sir. <laughs> I uh, I hope that we um, made y'all want to go out and watch both of these films if you hadn't already because they're both amazing. Just do. They really were both really really awesome. They were. They were. Um, um, I'm happy I, that it, I'm happy. That I think that from my from my knowledge, I did uh, a very 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 quick 
search on Google for yeah. other other shows that have uh, talked about the miniseries. Yeah. And I didn't find any. Really? So I'm not going to say that we're the first, by all means, we're not. But I'm going to say it. I'm going to say, say it. I'm going to say that we're the first current podcast to probably cover this miniseries. I'm, I'm going to say it. Today's I'm, well, Hold on. Here, here it comes. I'm going to say it. Oh, God. What is it? We're the first. <laughs> oh. I knew it. Oh. I knew it. Strike up the tuba. <laughs> okay. All right. Anyway, that's it for Rosemary's Baby. That's it for this episode. That's it. If you want to find us on social media, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and SoundCloud at The Buzzkill Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at The Buzzkill PC. You can check out our Audible link at audibletrial.com slash The Buzzkill Podcast. Uh, hey, Rosemary's Baby was a book. Go find it. Ira Levin. Ira Levin? It's not, right? What's it? Written by Ira Levin? Oh, I think so. Sure. Yes. Um, the book's got to be on Audible. If it's not, don't sue us. Oh, I, I guarantee <laughs> it is. <laughs> and, and, if, and why would you sue us anyway? <laughs> I mean, don't, right? You, um, regardless, anyway, you're going to get a free book out of the deal. So <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. You get a 30-day free trial, and if you don't like it, cancel it. You get to keep the book. Uh, you're in quarantine. What the fuck else do you have to do? Yeah, get a book. Exactly. Go get a book. Exactly. Uh, also, You're in we quarantine, are on... you swear during ads. That's what's up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're not paying us anymore, so whatever. <laughs> it's, it's, it is what it is. Um, remember, we are also on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, all third-party apps. Uh, clearly, if you're listening to this, you've already found us. So uh, tell a friend, tell two, tell three, not four. That's greedy. We don't want to be greedy. So, uh, hey, do your thing. <laughs> All right, that's it for this week. <laughs> what do we got going on next week? Is, is next, next week, is week the uh, Pact and White Wolf, White God, the Pact and White God? That's the ones. I'm so, very excited for White God. I've been meaning to watch it for like four years now. So I'm. Um, I'm I have. I'll be it. honest with you. I've not heard of either of these movies. So okay, good. I'm excited don't even, to watch them both. Don't even. Don't even watch. Don't even watch trailers for them. I just want I you to go in fully, fully blind. I won't. All right. Well, that's it. Hey, uh, until next week, right? Yes, sir. Cheers, bud. Cheers. Try to have a good night.